0: So, hi. Hi. I'm Dana. I'm Kristen. This is The Darker Side of Life. This is the podcast where two best friends tell each other weird, strange, dark, a little maybe morbid, curious, unexplained, mysterious. What else? What else do we have? I think that's it. Stories. <laughs> and we don't tell each other what we're going to talk about, though.
1: No, we don't.
0: Um, at the end of this, I want to
1: tell everybody the fiasco surrounding my fairies episode.
0: <laughs> because I think you it's made all them
1: mad mentioning that I made them really mad and you made them mad we paid the price
0: you paid the price. I, think
1: I paid the price I <laughs> think I think we're okay now so I'll talk about it in the end I think you offended them more than I did I think we're okay I think the fairies and I are good okay they, good they kind of Squashed. let me know last Sunday so good I'll talk about it at the end <laughs> but this is a very different story than um the story about the fairies. So this week, um, we are going to talk about the death of Kanika
0: Jenkins. Okay. The name sounds familiar, but I you I probably can't place it. I'm gonna say you probably
1: at the least probably saw a headline about this. It's recent. It's twenty seventeen. So oh. and it is um It's kind of a memorable case just because of kind of how freak accident it was, in my opinion. But this was one I heard for the first time or really looked into for the first time last year and knew I wanted to do it, but put it off because I'm probably going to make people mad.
0: Um,
1: It's just there are a lot of opinions with this case, like very strong opinions with this case a lot of crazy conspiracies that people will not let go of with this case. It's very passionate. People are very passionate about it. And so I think I might make a lot of people mad, but oh, uh-oh.
0: direct your hate mail to <laughs>
1: <laughs> all I'm going to say Her. is that not keep me. Keep an If you haven't heard of this case or even if you have, but you don't know much about it, like just keep an open mind with it. If okay. you're one of these people who believes some of the conspiracies very much, like, Maybe open your mind still. See if you can look at it from a different angle That's all I'm going to say. But these
0: conspiracy theories are probably really good.
1: Um, there's a lot. As in there's out there. Like hundreds of them. It's it's crazy this case. Okay. And if you know this case, you know some of I'll talk about maybe, some um, of them. Maybe I don't know it. It it's not really a case that I think lends itself to conspiracy theories. Um, I am going to have a video that I'm going to email you to watch Um, at some point. Not yet. I'll let you know. But um, it's the easiest way that I can have you see some of this. Okay. And then kind of explain to our listeners who can't sit and watch this kind of what's happening. But we'll get there. So this is a story with a lot of surveillance footage. So we have a pretty good idea of events leading up to Kanika's death. Okay, so before I get into it, let me list my sources. Gray Hughes investigates. If you listen to our Delphi episode, you will recognize that name. I used Gray Hughes a ton in our Delphi episode. Ooh, okay, he is amazing and wonderful, and I used. He has like two playlists on his channel, just of Kanika's case. YouTuber Stephanie Harlow did a video on this. Um, I listened to a podcast called Let's Get Dark. I read articles. Um, from the Chicago Tribune at the time of this, Wikipedia read it sparingly just to kind of see <laughs> yeah. what was out there. There is an MTV documentary called True Life Crime, Tragic Accident or Calculated Murder that was done on this case. C- police documents and documents from the Cook County Medical Examiner, um, Rosemont, Illinois Police Department, and then WebMD and various medical sites for some medical damn girl i needed to learn yes <laughs> <laughs> i i go i go deep
0: on some of these was this the case that you kept emailing me about saying i found something else i found something else yes okay I just, i'm like, done no i found something else i just else. keep
1: thinking like i'm done i'm done and then i watch another video and i'm like i'm not done Like i have more questions <laughs> kanika jenkins was 19 years old when she died she was from chicago At the time of her death, Kanika had just been hired for a job at a nursing home, and according to her friends and family who were interviewed for that MTV documentary, she was working two jobs so she could put herself through nursing school. Cool girl. I know. Her friends described her as sweet and goofy and, quote, a mommy's baby. She loved to eat. She loved to watch Netflix. She had a sister. There is a clip in the documentary where her mom, Teresa, is sitting in bed, and she's got some food with her, and Kanika is by her, and Teresa jokes, the only way to get your daughter to come lay in bed with you is if you have food. So it's just, it's a cute clip, and you can tell they're really close. Um, Kanika had a big smile. She was beautiful. All these clips, you can just tell that she, like, loved to laugh and loved her friends and family, but unfortunately, that's really all I could find about Kanika, because She's just known pretty much from her case, so. But I always like to put in a little bit about the victim because Mm -hmm. I think that gets forgotten sometimes. She was so young; she was only nineteen. You said, Mm -hmm. yes, only nineteen years old. On the night of September eighth, two thousand seventeen, Kanika told her mom Teresa that she was going out with some friends to go bowling and see a movie. She said they were going to go celebrate her new job, but that's not actually what they were going to do they were going to go to a hotel party at the crown plaza hotel in rosemont illinois rosemont is it's listed as a village in cook county illinois so really small it's northwest of chicago not very big just like a suburb outside the city and Kanika was going to go with friends to the crown plaza for a birthday party for a friend named irene and when i first read about this case and you know going to a hotel party this big party for a person i kind of thought that was odd because i'm thinking okay a hotel you're gonna be around guests and people you're probably gonna oh, yeah. get noise complaints it's not like it doesn't seem like the best place to have a party but there was a um a radio host in this mtv documentary named Mays jackson and he explains that this is actually a really normal thing for a lot of people in Chicago to do, is to have okay. these hotel parties. So according to Mays, he talks about, you know, we have this this big misconception that crime in Chicago is everywhere. Like, it's just yeah. widespread in the city. But he said in reality, it's isolated to just five different neighborhoods. And that 90% of these shootings come from these five neighborhoods, including one called Lawndale. This is where Kanika lived, and okay. friends describe this neighborhood as a war zone. They said, it's just... cheese. Oh, it's not the best neighborhood. So because of this, when people want to go have a party, they will rent hotel rooms outside the city where it's cheaper so they can kind of gather safely and don't run the risk of getting shot and killed at a party. Okay. So it's completely normal. And even, apparently, they had one for Kanika's birthday. So it's just kind of what they do. But I do want people... I wanted to make sure people know that I'm not using this like racist stereotype that yeah, black neighborhoods are inherently more violent because that when I first heard that mentioned in a podcast about these hotel parties being the standard, I kind of thought that. I'm like, okay, where do you use the stereotype of black neighborhoods? But this is coming from a Maze Jackson, a source who is a black man and familiar with these neighborhoods. So I feel comfortable saying it, that it's not just people saying, Oh, it's just a dangerous neighborhood. Well, plus those
0: neighborhoods have a severe lack of funding for programs to Mm -hmm. help people out. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people turn to crime because they're kept in poverty. Right.
1: So, you know, teenagers wanna have fun and gather for a party and have a birthday party. So this is their Safe way of doing it and creating a safe environment. Um, Kanika tells so yeah. Kanika tells her mom going bowling, going to a movie. But at eleven thirty, she leaves her house, borrowing Teresa's car with three of her friends. A lot of videos don't name these friends because they really got thrown to the wolves after everything happened. I am going to name them because I think it gets confusing when you don't. And their names are out there. Their names are public. They're out there. Some of them have done interviews. So I'm not putting information out that's not already there. Kanika and her three friends, Monifa, Shamaya, and BriBri. BriBri is a nickname. (laughs) Um, They make several stops along the way to the hotel in Rosemont. They stop to buy a a Bluetooth speaker, some Hennessy, energy drinks, and weed. Okay. So... We're gonna be Typical upfront and honest. Party There's night. gonna be drinking and some drug use at this party. I mean, teenagers, <laughs> right and habits. There doesn't, you know, there are some videos of the girls in the car. They're singing. They're having a good time. So there doesn't appear to be any tension. There's just four girls who are having a good time. At 1.13 a.m., surveillance footage at the hotel shows Kanika and the three girls entering the hotel through a side entrance and walking down the hallway, passing okay. a bar. It's called the Visibility Bar, which is closed for the night. The food court, there's like a little computer area. Kanika is seen. She's wearing white sneakers, ripped jeans, a white like bra or bralette, and a yeah. jean jacket. I okay. say this because I kind of have, I have one on right now. <laughs> you don't know what a bralette is. It's like, it's, it's a, like a sports bra. Sort it's of. like a sports bra kind of, but it's usually kind of fancier. Yeah. It might be like kind of lacy. You wear it under tank tops or it's something that can be seen and visible usually with what you're wearing. So Kanika just has one of those on and like a jean jacket over okay. it. The friends head up to the ninth floor into room 926 to where the party for Irene is. There are no surveillance footage. Uh, There's no surveillance footage from on the room floors. There's no cameras up there. So we won't have any idea what actually happens on any of those floors during any of this. Kaniga sent a text message to her sister, Lenore, at 1.30 a.m., and this was the last time her family heard from her. This party was a birthday party for Irene, and according to Irene, she did an interview with a YouTuber named Zach Stoner, I believe his name was. Um, she said there were about 30 to 40 people in this one room for this party. Wow. Yes. So way over capacity, obviously. You've got people in the room. You have people who are spilling out into the hallway. There's a lot going on. Like I said, there was underage drinking as well as people smoking pot. There are a lot of videos from this party. There were like Facebook live streams, just regular videos uploaded online. There are Snapchat videos. There's music that's playing. People are singing. People are dancing. All these, you can find so many of these videos on YouTube. Um, There was at least one noise complaint that was lodged that night. And the security guard, according to Irene, did come up at one point. Just told them turn the music down. Didn't kick them out. Didn't do anything. Just to turn okay. the music down. And Irene says she's like, it was pretty obvious what we were doing. Like you walked out into the hall and you could smell pot. Like yeah. it was pretty obvious, but no one was really doing anything about it. Kanika is seen through the course of the night in a lot of the videos. Um, nothing really seems out of the ordinary. They're just you know regular. Videos, but a lot of these videos are going to be picked apart after Kanika is found dead. Um, Ooh, okay. Yes. I mean, I kind of figured in a crazy way. Happen. In a crazy way, not just like identifying her, but yeah. like, what people get out of some of these videos is jeez. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll okay. It's yes. Witnesses said at the party they did see Kanika drinking. She was drinking Hennessy. Some said she was drinking out of a cup. Some said she was drinking straight out of the bottle. So Irene did state in her interview with Zach Stoner that she could tell Kanika was drunk. She said there were times she'd see her maybe sit down, lean back against the wall, and her friends were, you know, okay, you're drunk, you're done, you've had enough. But, I mean, Irene said everyone was still dancing, including Kanika. So she was up she but you could tell she would had some to drink yeah a little a little after 3 a.m monifa shamaya and kenika decide to head out and head home um uh, bri the other friend they had come with had apparently left at some point with some other people she will okay. come back later we'll see that on surveillance i don't know if she maybe ran out for something i don't know but she does come back but it's three of them that are leaving Irene stated that at this point, Kanika was laying on the bed next to Irene's sister, actually. She said she's possibly sleeping or just resting. But Monifa gets her up, and then the three of them, Monifa, Kanika, and Shamaya, walk out the door. At the elevator, Kanika apparently told her friends that she forgot her phone and keys in the hotel room. And since she was the one who drove, they would need those keys to get home. Okay. But Monifa and Shamaya leave Kanika at the elevator and go back into the room. They stated they were there for 10 to 15 minutes and when they came back Kanika was gone. And no. I can see you shaking your head because I did the same thing as soon as I read that. It was like you don't ever leave don't a friend leave your alone, drunk friends. especially if they're drunk. You never want to leave anybody alone. Like girls number 1 rule is you stick together whether you've been drinking or not. You Stick together. That's just number one rule. And but I'm not, I'm not going to bl- blame the Finch, Shemaya, because yeah. like I said, they they've been thrown to the wolves, and I can, I can guarantee they probably beat themselves up about this every single day. Yeah. But it was one of those moments where it was just like, oh, it was so frustrating.
0: Well, reading they may that. have had something to drink too, and it may not been as drunk, but right. not and, thinking yeah, clearly.
1: We will see them later on surveillance footage. They don't appear to be, they don't appear to be drunk. I'm not saying they weren't. I think most people were drinking, but you know, you don't really, they don't appear to be drunk. They seem pretty together. Yeah. And I'm assuming one of them was going to be driving home anyway. So at least one of them was well enough to drive home, but still, but I did, Read some reports that said there were some people at the party who said there were a couple guys who were a little aggressive with the girls trying to make moves on them, just kind of being not so great. So it could be possible that it was a situation where they felt like it was safer to leave Kanika at the elevator instead of one person going in by themselves back Mm -hmm. into the party. Um, I don't know how much they like sat and talked about it. I don't know how much
0: thought they put into it. That's just kind of a theory. I still feel like the right choice would have been to Mm -hmm. stay with your drunk friend. Because if one person has to be alone, let it be a person that has all their senses around him.
1: Well, it could have been, maybe Kanika was just like, I'm not going back into the room. You guys just go. Maybe they couldn't get her up. Maybe we're going to see that Kanika was was not really in her right state of mind at this moment and so maybe she, maybe they're just like fine like we'll just leave her the room was literally right next to the elevators i mean you walk out of the room and it's you are staring yeah. at the elevators it's steps away so oh, maybe okay. it was just like yeah it might cuz in my mind i thought oh like it's like down a hallway yeah, and that's you what walk I was out the room and you're staring at the elevator so maybe it was like it's just kind of like we're leaving her in the next room. Like, she's right there.
0: Yeah, okay. We don't
1: know. Um, Still, don't do this. If you have a friend who's had a lot to drink and they don't want to get up, too bad. Get your butt up. Come <laughs> back into the room with me. Or you call somebody who's in the room. Hey, can you find these keys and cell phone and bring them out to the elevator? Like, we can't get her up. Can you just bring these out to us? Like, don't ever... Don't ever leave anybody alone because as we see a lot can happen in 10 to 15 minutes and
0: I wonder why they didn't prop the door open. I don't know. I, I don't guess... know what,
1: like I guess not because if you've got people who are drinking a party and they're going to have the door closed.
0: Yeah. And I don't like people seeing in my hotel rooms either, so.
1: Well, maybe one person stay you think like one person standing there at the door with it like propped open with her foot, so it's like yeah. I can keep an eye on her and I can keep an eye on her Yes, and she's looking. Um, Irene said there were probably maybe twenty people left at this point in the hotel room. Okay, still a lot still of crowded, people. Still, yeah, still a, a lot crowded of party. So you know, the girls, the friends, go back into the room. They're like, Kinika's gone. They're not initially super concerned, and I probably wouldn't be either. I, I would be like. If it was you, I'd be like, okay, Dana wandered off somewhere. Where'd she go? <laughs>
0: Which is likely to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they think. She just kind of wandered off. So it's like, okay, let's go find her. I do believe they searched around the um, like the room floors to see if they could find her. We don't have video of this because there's no video up there. Okay. But at 3.52 a.m., hotel surveillance picks up several people, including Monifa and Shamaya, in the hotel lobby. They walk past the desk in the lobby to a doorway that leads down a long hallway and this part of the hotel is mostly it's like conference rooms and banquet halls some bathrooms it's like the business side of the hotel Um, and because it's early morning there's not a lot of people around so this isn't going to be an area where you have people staying to where you're going to have several people around it's kind of abandoned and there's a big group of them no one, we don't have sound on the surveillance footage, but you can kind of tell no one's really panicking. They're just kind of like walking down the hall, looking left and right. Mm-hmm. She, uh, Monifa's got her cell phone in her hand, kind of looking at it. I counted about eight people in this hallway who are looking. Um, there's not really an exit, so I'm assuming that's what they're doing. They're not leaving. At about four o'clock, Kanika's friends call Teresa Martin, Kanika's mom. And, At first, I thought, like, why did you wait so long to call her? But I think you probably don't want to get your friend in trouble. Yeah. And you're figuring you're going to find her. Why Mm -hmm. call her mom? But at this point, they call her and they tell her the truth. They say, we are at this hotel. Is Kanika home? Did did she come home? They have her keys and her phone, but it's possible she could have got a ride from somebody, gone to the front desk, and maybe called a cab or an Uber, which... I don't really think would have happened because the hotel front desk worker would have been able to say, oh yeah, she called, she called yeah. for a cab. Um, so, and they tell Teresa Kanika had been drinking, but that she only had one cup. And we'll see later why I think this is a big understatement. Very big understatement. Teresa okay. says, no, Kanika is not home. For the next hour, Monifa, Shamaya, and Bree, who has since returned to the hotel, are seen on surveillance footage throughout the lobby level and the lower level of the hotel looking for Kanika. Sometimes there are others looking with them, but most of the time it's just the three of them. They are seen walking down different hallways on the lobby level and also the lower level of the hotel near the elevators. On the lower level, it's also conference rooms, banquet halls, bathrooms. Again, not an area where people are going to be, especially at four in the morning.
0: They it's walk way early in the morning. Then. It's,
1: yeah, it's super early. This party never stopped. I don't like, I think it ended at like at this point. <laughs> I'm like, they went out at 11 30. I'm like, I am asleep at 11 30. Yeah. I go out. <laughs> like, like uh, even when I was this age, if someone was like, yeah, the party's starting at 11, I'm like, no, no but I'm
0: at bed. It's my bedtime. I need a bed. nine o'clock party with a seven o'clock pre-drink. Yes,
1: I was not a partier
0: at nineteen <laughs> years old. I've never been a partier, but I'm like I like to sleep. <laughs> I wasn't too much of a partier. I guess it was just in moderation. I just had up a couple of really big ones every year instead of a whole bunch of small ones.
1: So the girls walk down the same hallway where they had actually entered in the hotel into the hotel with Kanika at one thirteen. So they pass, like, the computer area, the little food court area, and the visibility bar. They go through the food court area at one point and down a set of stairs that leads to a hallway on the lower level. There, Shamaya checks the women's restroom, comes back out, no Kanika. So there's a set of stairs that lead from the lobby that you can walk down those and end up near the elevators. So the girls go go down there at least twice, kind of like peek their head around the elevator area, walk down the hallway a little, no Kanika. They go outside at one point, out the side door, and I would assume they're probably checking maybe Kanika's at the car. Maybe she's waiting for us at the car. Come back in, obviously have not found her. They go to the front desk twice to talk to the man who's working it. We have no audio from this, so we don't okay. know what's being said, but the man never does leave behind the desk to check anything. Both times he can be seen kind of pointing in different directions and like motioning, maybe okay. pointing like out she like went that way she could have gone. Um, or I don't believe he ever saw her. Okay. Um, maybe like way she could have gone or maybe they're asking, hey, where's this? And it thinks, oh, go that way. Um bravery said in an interview for the MTV documentary that they did ask the front desk worker to check security cameras to see if he could see Kanika. He said no. Oh, what? Uh-huh. You're going to get so mad at this. Why? Oh, you That's- just
0: just go back mm-hmm. there
1: and just look? I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nope. They had a security guard and okay. from Um, Gray Hughes has all the surveillance footage from this and I watched he put like he found all the security footage of the security guard from his midnight to 7am shift where he was during all this. Yeah, he's doing things like taking pillows and blankets up to people. It seems like he's the only one who's like, he's doing all these things that are not his job. He's doing everything, but actually he's probably bored doing security. And you can see him frustrated at one point, like having to go back to the linen closet. You can see him kind of like throw up his hands. Yeah.
0: He's like, I'm not getting paid for this.
1: So I don't think he spent much. I don't really know how it's set up. I don't know if they have like, like TVs set up with the camera, but yeah, I don't know why you'd have security footage if you couldn't access it easily, but we'll get there. Don't worry. Okay. It makes me mad. I'm assuming it's going to make you angry. There are moments where the friends are sitting in the lobby, probably, I'm going to say, probably regrouping or just trying to figure out where, Mm -hmm. where do we go next. And then they'll get up and they'll just kind of retrace steps and recheck different areas. This is all on video. You can tell they're tired as the search goes on. And I'm assuming probably frustrated and starting to get nervous that, they cannot yeah. find
0: Kanika. Is there About, any indication that she left? Like, did the guy yeah, see her walk out the front no. door? Well,
1: we don't know what's said. I mean, yeah, I. you have to assume a lot, but you think, if I can't find you, I'm going to go to the front desk and say, have you seen... My friend, maybe like I have picture of you, show a picture. Have you seen this girl? Did she come through here? That's going to be the first thing I'm going to ask. Cause you think like if somebody's, someone's trying to leave, they're going to go through the lobby or like Mm -hmm. that side door. If they go through that side door, he's not going to see her. Right. If they go through the lobby, they're going to see her. So I, am I, like I said, I don't believe that she was ever in that lobby area. So no, he does not give any indication of seeing her. Okay. About 5.05 a.m. So this is over an hour after they come down to the lobby for the first time to start searching. The three girls meet up at the side door that they entered into earlier in the night. And they all leave together. Um, you, The video camera from the parking lot picks them up running across the parking lot toward where oh. Kanika's mom's car is parked. So at this point, if I put myself in their shoes, I'm thinking... I need help. I, yeah, we need help from this. Like we've been searching for over an hour. We can't find our friend. We need to get some help. So they're seen running across the parking lot. And then not long after a car comes like the opposite way. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's probably Teresa Martin's car that they got into and drove off. And the reason I go through what the friends were doing is because when I first heard this case, the story was that the friends just left her that they, left, they took Kanika's car and they didn't try and find her.
0: And kind of like making it seem like they didn't care. But we had them on surveillance cameras Mm -hmm. searching a hotel.
1: Surveillance footage clearly shows them putting in the time trying to locate their friend. And they did, in my opinion, the best they could with no help from the staff. So at five AM, what are you supposed to do? Like we don't have anywhere else to search. We need help from this. So the girls drove to Kanika's house to go tell Teresa what was happening. At 5.30 a.m., so just like less than a half hour after this, Teresa, her mom, comes back to the hotel to try and look for her daughter herself. And I also want to point out, Teresa Martin is recovering from breast cancer surgery. She had just had surgery. So she should be in bed and resting, but she's having to go to the hotel and try and find her daughter. Teresa approaches the front desk and she asks them also, can you just look at the footage and maybe see where Kanika went? If she's still in the hotel, if she's left the hotel, the staff says no. They say this is a police matter. They cannot look at the footage unless Teresa files a missing persons report. And then then I would call the police to see
0: if they would come there.
1: So Teresa does. She does look around for about an hour herself. She talks to people at the hotel. She got a picture of Kanika. But at 7.15 a.m., Teresa calls the Rosemont Police Department to report Kanika missing. This call makes me want to throw things. Oh, just... no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really frustrating. I'm going to summarize it. You can find this this um, 911 call. I don't have the ability to. I don't really know how to insert that into this. So I'm just going to summarize it. Plus, 911 calls really stress me out. Yeah. <laughs> I get anxiety listening <laughs> <Yeah>. to them. <laughs> Teresa tells the officer that her daughter went to a party the night before at the Crown Plaza Hotel. She's 19 years old and no one can find her. The officer suggests maybe maybe Kanika went to a friend's house, but Teresa says no. She says, you know, her friends were looking for her. They can't find her. And she also says Kanika knows nobody else is allowed to drive my car for mm-hmm. insurance purposes. So she's not going to leave her car there for somebody else to drive home. She's not going to do it. Teresa tells the officer that the friends said they left Kanika in the lobby. And when they came back, she was gone. And this is something I think was just confusion. Okay. When I read early reports of this, it was that she was left in the lobby. But I've, I've heard later reports when like more information came in that she was not left in the lobby. She was left at the elevator. Okay. So I think this was just the information that Teresa had at the time. Kanika, as far as I know, was never in the lobby. She was left, according to her friends at the elevator. But the police tells Teresa, your daughter is an adult. She's 19 years old, and she's only been gone for a few hours. Police suggest again that she could be somewhere with a friend, and it's, quote, only a couple of hours. Police ask Teresa if she's wanting to file a missing persons report. She says she wants to know if it's possible for the police to just please come look at the surveillance footage, which breaks my heart because it's like oh she's gosh. asking the bare minimum. She's like, can you please just come look at this and see if and you can find her. And it's the
0: easiest, most immediate thing that you're going to get information exactly. from, it's if that right makes sense. There. It's right it there in front of right you. right
1: there in front of them. Like the hotel staff can do it. I don't care what your policy is. That For one, I'm like, you have a crap policy if it's you have to file a missing persons report because time is of the essence for a missing person. Like the first 48 exactly. hours are very crucial and it's right there. Like it could have been looked at when the friends were looking. So exactly. it, this is going to make you even more mad when you figure out when you hear what happened to Kanika.
0: And plus it is a complete myth that a person has to be missing for more than 24 hours before you report them missing. I will talk about that missing. in
1: just a second. I made a point because every single thing I listen to on this makes a point. So I'm like, I will make my point as well, but I want to get through this 911 call first. So the officer responds to that about, you know, coming to look at security footage. The officer says, you know, even if he sent out an officer, it would, quote, take a little bit to get footage and then pass it on to the detectives to look through. So, what year was this? Uh,
0: 2017? 17. 17. Uh, yes. Uh, click and drag it Very to recently. a thumb drive, eject it, and then the, that's the transfer.
1: Or look at it right there. Bring yeah. Right like, that's it. Think. Can you just
0: email me a copy? Sure.
1: <laughs> so Teresa's response is, what would you suggest? So... The officer says she should give it a few hours. Kanika could be with her friends or her friends could just be lying about everything anyway. Teresa tells the officer, like it doesn't seem right what she's hearing and that Kanika is not someone who can have a lot to drink. little bit of alcohol will make her really drunk. Mm. She also mentions her surgery. And she says, I just had surgery. My daughter knows she needs to come home and help me out. She is not just going to leave. The officer is kind of like, okay. And then he says, just go home and relax a little bit. He literally uses the word relax. He says that she could be passed out somewhere sleeping, or she could just be knocked out somewhere after drinking all night.
0: Because that's very safe for a woman to be unconscious. Laying somewhere random in In Chicago. In a hotel.
1: In a hotel. Right. Like, he says, give it a few hours. If she hasn't called by like 10 or 11, then give us a call back.
0: Oh my God. The
1: officer tells Teresa she can file a missing persons report at any time, but give it a little bit to see what happens. She's probably fine. Her friends are probably just lying about this.
0: Oh my God. Let's not believe victims.
1: She's a 19 year old female who's been drinking in a hotel. She has no phone. She has no keys. She has no way to communicate. She has no way to leave. Anyone could have her in a room. Anyone could have taken her and left, and she's been kidnapped. But the officer tells the mom to wait. And that's where I will say, you do not have to wait any time to file a missing persons report. The police might try and, like, dissuade you, but the second you notice somebody is missing and are not where they are supposed to be you can file a missing persons report it can be 30 minutes it doesn't matter you are allowed to wait or you are allowed you do not have to wait any time go get like police officers are <laughs> sworn to protect and serve make them serve. If, if you can't find your loved one, you call them and you make them get up and do something because get all your officers at your little speed traps in and help. Like you are more needed. I'm sorry. Like I don't talk about cops a lot on the show, but this makes yeah. me very, very angry, very angry. Um, because a mother is going to know her daughter more than a police officer is going right. to know her daughter. Her mom knows something is not right. And To this police officer. She's just a 19 year old kid who got drunk and has passed out and just waited off. But, like, guess what? Teresa knows her daughter and knows how she handles alcohol and she knows she would not disappear. She's supposed to be home. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, I would dare any officer to tell my mom or my dad or my sister or my brother in law to relax if I'm missing. Like, good luck with that. Like, Especially my mom is going to rip them a new one. Like, yeah, good
0: luck. I mean, it's, it's bad enough he's telling her just to go home and relax and wait a couple of hours. But he knows there's a underage, possible incapacitated woman just laying around somewhere or walking around somewhere. Or walking around late. You don't Sorry. think that's worthy of going after?
1: She's 19 years old. She's been drinking. She has no cell phone. She has nothing. Right. She's vulnerable she's vulnerable and they don't care they just don't care so it makes me so mad so if you learn anything today learn that you can make a police report at any time for a missing person anytime doesn't matter they can be gone 10 minutes like i just wonder i'm like so if a mother had walked downstairs and said i can't find my three-year-old child they've mm-hmm. disappeared Is so the hotel gonna say "Well, will go find missing persons report and then we'll look look at surveillance i know footage. No, they're not going to because it's a person that's missing, and you have the ability right there to look at it. So, I don't know what their policy is for surveillance footage at this hotel, but if that's call a manager, maybe you need a new policy. There should I understand only having like managers being able to look at surveillance footage or the security guard, then you need to make sure you always have a manager on duty or they're easily
0: accessible to come in and
1: look at it immediately.
0: Or the security guard doesn't need to fluff pillows and put sheets on the bed. He can actually go and look at the security footage. Maybe hire someone to do that
1: through the night and let him be a security guard. Yeah. Oh,
0: it just... Sorry. It just makes me very... And plus, I mean, obviously something bad happens. But if something bad does happen in the hotel, it seems like the hotel would open themselves up to so many lawsuits. It seems like they'd want to protect themselves before anything got worse. Or, I'm sorry, just be
1: a human being. Yeah, for real just look for this missing person. Her friends are clearly worried. So be a human being. And I would have a really hard time. I would be like, yeah, I'll look at everything for you. Like, let me just sit down. Like I'll look with you. I'll go help you look. Like I would I'll just like have create a, a diversion
0: to get the guy away from the front desk. So one of us could go back there and look, in the <laughs> and look at the security room, like in yeah. a movie.
1: I, I would just have a really hard time with that. Like these they're clearly scared for their friend And now you have a mom who's scared for her daughter. So it just it makes me very, very angry. I went off in a tangent rant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so at eight thirty p.m. this is p.m. thirteen hours after Teresa called the police, the police did come to the Crown Plaza Hotel. Oh my god! But not for (gasps) Kanika. What you're gonna get so mad? The hotel staff called the police on Kanika's friends and family because they were walking around the hotel, knocking on doors, and trying to see if people had seen Kanika. Oh, my God. Someone got so desperate that they pulled the fire alarm because they thought, this will make everyone come out and maybe we'll find her. So they call the cops on the family. Not okay. Not okay.
0: (sighs) If they would help them out to begin with, they wouldn't have to, like, worry about it.
1: Or, like, you guys are still here. You still haven't found her. Let's see what we can do. No, they call the cops on them.
0: So... And and I I wonder if... I'm not saying this hotel ever. (laughs) 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 This hotel's lost my business.
1: uh, But when the cops get there... They ask Kanika's family, what is happening? So they it gives them a chance to be like, this is what is happening. This is yeah. why we are here. And finally, the police tell the hotel staff to start looking through surveillance footage. Oh I say God. finally, it's 13 hours too late. Like, it's, oh it's over 13 hours too late. Initial footage that was checked did confirm that Kanika had entered the hotel the evening or early morning before at 1.13 a.m. So I guess police kind of need to confirm that she was there. So they're like, finally a visual confirmation that she's actually there. Just ignore her friends and family saying that she was there.
0: Oh, my God. It's the biggest I told you so. Like, hello?
1: The police then tell the staff to go through all the footage to find out where she went. And then they tell Kanika's family that they'll be around if they need anything.
0: Yeah, I need you to help. Look. I need you to be here <laughs> 13 hours ago. So we're taking care of it. Let's pull. Did she have like sniffer dogs or something? Like, I can yeah. get one of her sweaters. Here you go. Yeah. Did they bring in the the dogs to smell? No. Probably not the way no. this is going so far
1: i I do believe both staff and officers did start to look around the hotel um That was kind of confusing. I don't know if they had actually like seen the f- all the footage yet and were able yeah. to see i that part's kind of unclear, but people did look around they don't they don't seem again like they're really taking it very seriously. At 12 a.m. on Sunday, September 10th. So this is almost a full 24 hours since Kanika and her friends arrived at the hotel. A little past midnight. Oh my God. The upper level kitchen camera activates and shows the assistant food and beverage manager walk into that kitchen and he kind of walks back to like another part of the kitchen, like it okay. goes back to the side. Um, It's only partially shown in video. You can only see like through that doorway. You can't see anything else back there. He walks back to where there's a walk-in. It's like a cooler freezer combo. Yeah. And then within a few seconds, you see him walk out again past the cameras, like leave the kitchen and then return really quickly with a police officer. Police officer and the manager walk back to the freezer. It (gasps) was shortly after that, that over the police radio, you hear the police in the kitchen curse. He drops the F-bomb. Another officer asks is everything 104. On the video, the officer and manager walk back into view of the camera and the officer gets on his radio and says no. They found the subject. She's in the freezer and she's frozen solid. Oh. Kanika Jenkins was found 17 hours after her mom had called to report her missing. Oh my
0: she god. She was in an
1: empty walk-in freezer and she was dead on the floor. Oh. I know. I know. Kinika was found on her side with her head in the corner of the freezer. She had one shoe on, the other was off, laying next to her. She had a cut on the side of one foot. The okay. bottom of the freezer was disgusting and gross and dirty, Ew. so her clothes are pretty dirty. I'll explain why that is. Okay. Um, her clothes are pretty dirty. Her white bra is... At first I thought it was pulled up, but when I looked at pictures like it looks like it's almost pushed down. Okay. Um, And they had blurred out some stuff, obviously, in these pictures. She still has her jean jacket on. And her once straight black hair is now frizzy and curly. Okay. She has no visible signs of trauma to her body except that cut on her foot. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to pause now. And I want to go back to when Kanika was left at the elevator by her friends. Because like I said... We have a lot of surveillance footage from that night, and there is surveillance footage that shows where Keniko went and how she got to be in that kitchen where the freezer was. Okay, um, It was footage that was eventually made available to the public by the police officers, like by the police department, because this case exploded. They released her whole entire case file. They're like, just look oh, wow. at all of it. So you can find anything. There's all the surveillance footage from that night. And I had mentioned Gray Hughes earlier. If you listen to my Delphi episode, I used him so much in that. He's so great. He has a channel called Gray Hughes Investigates. He, um, I use, I don't understand how people cover this case and don't use him because he's amazing. Um, He got the surveillance footage from the Rosemont Police Department. And he goes through all this video with a fine tooth comb. So, like, he shows where different people are at different times. He debunks a ton of stuff because... This case has gone down the conspiracy rabbit hole with a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, he is such a great source of information. Like if you are interested in this case, go to his channel and just look through his videos. It's, yeah. He just goes through ed- everything in such a practical way. Um, so he made a video with timestamps showing Kanika's path, um, how she got like to the freezer area that night. And this okay. is the one I'm going to send you. Okay. So I, I want you give me a second. I want you to watch it. I'm going to tell you where to start it. I want you to watch all of it. And then we can kind of discuss what like your thoughts on it. And then I'm going to give like a rundown of it for people who can't watch it just so they kind of get maybe an idea. A few things before I send this to you. Um, There are parts of the hotel where they kind of believe that Kanika went just based off where she ended up like her normal path. Some of these places don't have cameras or they weren't working. So someone actually went to the hotel at one point to like film or get pictures of some of these areas to kind of show what it looks like. So gray has kind of, put some of these videos and photos into his footage of the surveillance so you can kind of he's kind of like spliced it in
0: it's kind of like how they did the zapruder film for the jfk assassination how they took everybody's that were there not the zapruder film but um somebody took the zapruder film and put it together with a lot of other video clips right it just kind of like put something in the holes of of like made it one big movie
1: yeah it kind of like Because there are some holes where, like, you see her go off camera and then there's, like, kind of a time jump where she's picked up by this next camera. Yeah. So he kind of, like, fills in those holes of, like, this is presumably where she would be at this time. And then he does create, like, an animation of Kanika to really show, um, to kind of show what she would be doing or where she was. And I'm interested to see
0: how these conspiracy theories are going to come out. So, mm-hmm. Because right now, to me, it seems that she was just kind of blackout drunk and just kind of wandering around and probably ended up there accidentally. I'll let you watch the video. We'll see what so, you think. Um, oh, jeez. I need this to come in my email already. Hold on. I haven't sent it yet.
1: I'm not telling. yet. Oh. I have one more thing. Um, okay. One thing to know about these cameras, they are motion activated. So they do not kick on until someone is in range detected by the camera then they start recording so many people because sometimes you'll see these little time jumps and people will be like that was cut out the time jumped it was edited whatever it's just because nobody was there no one's there so even if somebody has come into the frame if they're not detected for a certain amount of time it'll quit recording like they're there but like there's there's little time jumps to things so it doesn't mean it's edited or fake it means that that's just the camera it's like a over 11 minute video i think for he kind of narrates it a little bit which hopefully will help um there are some spots dana where he will he'll kind of like he'll kind of try and explain something so we'll kind of speed it up back it up like but for the most part he kind of lets it play out to how it was yeah and just start playing and i'm just going to kind of watch you to see your reaction
0: Okay, that was informative.
1: Yes. Let me do a quick rundown of it. Okay. um, And then I'll get your thoughts on what you think. Okay. Um, So I would, for anyone who just can't watch it right now, I'll give a rundown. But I would recommend that you do go and watch the surveillance footage at one point. Because, I mean, you can see the path she walks and where she is and who is and who is not around her at this point. At 325, surveillance cameras on the lower level at the elevators show Kanika getting off the elevator on that lower level and stumbling out into the hallway. Obvious from the get-go, she is very intoxicated. Yes, she is. She is. Yeah, she's stumbling into the walls. She walks up a ramp and is using the wall for support. Like She's leaning against that wall. She actually passes the small stairway we talked about earlier that would have led up to the lobby. She walks, all she had to do was turn left and she could have walked up to the lobby. She passes the stairs. So it almost kind of looks like she looked that way a little bit. And then she kind of like whips her head back around and starts heading down the hall. So in one video, I don't believe it was this one. Grey, who's actually had a theory that maybe when she got on the elevator, she pushed the LL button, meaning lower level, lower thinking level. it meant lobby. So maybe in her mind, she's trying to find the lobby, and she thinks she's on that lobby level, yeah. and she just keeps walking. We don't We don't know. We don't know what she's thinking. Kanika walks down this hallway, and then she takes a left, and it heads down like a longer hallway. There's conference rooms, banquet halls that line this. It's past, and like I said, it's past 3 a.m. at this point. This is not an area where there's going to be people, so it's pretty empty at this point. Like, you're not really going to run into anybody because there's no no reason for anybody to be down those hallways. And Kanika is really struggling as she's walking down this hallway. She starts to walk, but then it kind of looks like she drifts sideways and diagonally. Like, she's trying to walk forward, but she's Mm -hmm. just drifting diagonally she tries to write herself and then she stumbles the opposite way and catches herself on the opposite wall. And you can see her walking down the hallway, clearly not in her right state of mind, the camera. So you see her walk down like away from the camera. And then the camera at the opposite end of that hallway kicks on, picks her up, picks up her motion. And so then it shows her walking um, from the front. You see her walking toward that camera at the end of the hallway. And at the end of this hallway, Um, there is a set of doors, and it leads into like a kind of staff hallway. And this is one of the places that doesn't have a camera in it. So once through these doors, we assume at this point that Kanika crosses the staff hallway, walks through another set of doors that leads into the lower level kitchen. There's going to be two kitchens that are dealt with in this. There's lower and upper level. And it's because of this, like we know that she most likely passes through the staff hallway, walks into the kitchen because mm-hmm. the camera in the lower kitchen picks up Kanika walking in. She crosses the kitchen and then she goes out of that camera's view to like a back part of the kitchen. And it takes a little bit for motion to pick up. We see her coming out of that. So In my mind, it's like she makes an arc kind of shape. So she walks in one door. She's walking back through that kitchen. She arcs kind of to the left. And then it picks her up coming out of that part through the second set of doors. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You've seen it. So it's like she's just walking around that back part. But there's two different doorways. She goes in one. She arcs around. She comes out the other. And then back into the main part of the kitchen that she's first picked up on but just barely like the lower right hand corner of the video just kind of passes like picks up the top of her head as she passes and then she leaves that kitchen yeah that leads her back out into that long hallway that has no camera but we assume that she walks through another set of doors down another set down another hallway camera's pointing down that hallway there are two bathrooms to her right, and at the end of the hallway, there's a closed set of doors leading to a conference room, and then there's a metal railing that leads up a stairway. This stairway, if she would have taken it, would lead her right into the food court. So her friends later will actually walk down that stairway into oh. the same hallway. This is, Shemaya checks the bathrooms in this hallway. Oh, no. I know. So they they were there, all, and all she had to do was she walk was so up those close. steps. She could have been in the food court. Kaneko walks down this hallway toward the railing, and she actually walks right into the railing, almost falls over. Yeah, ouch. But then reaches out and grabs onto the railing to catch herself before she falls. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she caught herself and didn't go down. Um, But you can kind of tell, and I think this will maybe explain her top, how it was when she was found, she's either like fallen out of her bra or it's all messed up because you see her start to like straighten it. So she's probably like messed up her top. These things are not supportive. They're not, they're not very supportive. And she's, this part is where I can really see she's struggling. Like she's walking at one point and she's almost like leaning back as she walks. There's a little alcove at the end of this hallway to the right. And I believe that there's a water fountain in there. She goes back there. She's in there for a few minutes, I guess. Comes out, immediately goes into the men's restroom. There's a little time skip at this point in the recording because she's in there for a while. That yeah. it, it kind of stops and then picks back up when she walks out again. She turns back into that alcove with the water fountain. Comes out, stumbles back a little, then looks to her left, walks back the way she came. Um, Kanika walks back into the hallway, like that staff hallway. And this is where Gray has this little animation. He, she takes a right, so she's back in the staff hallway. She walks through those doors and presumably takes a right walking down this hallway past the kitchen doors of the lower level. You can see something that kind of looks like a camera. It's either fake or it's not functioning because they don't have yeah. footage from it. Ahead of her looks like a loading dock. She walks toward this loading dock, but then takes a left and there's a stairway that leads up to the upper level kitchen. Kanika takes those stairs, presumably I say, up to the upper level kitchen. She walks into the upper level kitchen through a doorway. And then this is when that camera activates and it shows her crossing the kitchen back to the left. She goes through a doorway to the back part of the kitchen that is unfortunately not covered by the camera. So we don't actually see her walk into the cooler or the freezer but it's the same cooler freezer, obviously, that she was found yeah, in. found in. You see her walk back there, lose sight of her, but you do kind of see a shadow on the wall near where the freezer and cooler was, possibly by the door being opened. Right. The shadow disappears, and then that's it. That's all we've got. So I hope okay. I explained that in an okay way. Um, She really is not... She doesn't... I mean, I guess you could say she covers a lot of area as she's walking but she's really staying on that like lower level yeah the same area as she's walking so if i totally confused you go try and watch (laughs) the video um and no one is shown i do want to point out that no one is shown coming out on the surveillance footage the next time that camera kicks on i believe is maybe later the next day it seems like someone kind of comes in maybe like a worker and then leaves yeah doesn't seem to be doing anything in there. And then it picks up when the manager comes in and finds her body. So no one is picked up leaving. I want to point that out very quickly. And there is nowhere back by where those freezers are Mm -hmm. that there, there's no exit. There's no way out. The only way out is to come out where she went and would have been picked up on that camera. Okay. So what are your thoughts on the video? You watched it.
0: I think it's very, it's a very good explanation. I mean I think uh so far I'm still holding to the theory that she was unfortunately just blackout drunk and wandered in there by accident. There's nobody else on the cameras where she was or when Did she you was see down there.
1: Anything that looks suspicious. Any like glitch in the video or any like thing where you're like, "Oh, that's weird." I mean not for me.
0: You explain the timestamps and um, the video explains the timestamps too.
1: Mhm. Okay. I was just curious because we'll go into some of what people think.
0: Um, I wonder if I'm missing something that's some, something I, obvious that somebody I don't think up you on. are. I'm
1: just I wanted okay. to just ask you if you saw anything while watching that with an okay. open mind, someone who's never seen it before that would like, stand out to you as being very suspicious.
0: I mean, not to me. She's uh, she's a drunk woman and she's wandering around aimlessly. So so far, that's exactly what it appears to be.
1: Right. So this kitchen was, it was not in use at the time of Kanika's death. This is the upper level kitchen. It had been closed down because there was going to be a new restaurant that was going to come in and use that kitchen. And they were going to be using that walk-in cooler and freezer. Um, the doors were not locked to the kitchen. The doors were not locked to the freezer or the cooler. Ugh. Nothing was locked. So Kanika was off, was able to go in. But that's why it was so dirty because it wasn't being oh. used. Yeah, it's okay. gross. Like you look at the photos and it's Ew. it's disgusting. There's like pieces of like black insulation from piping that's on the floor. It's just dirty. It just, it's dirty. Thank God it, it wasn't like they'd have some even more problems if it had been in use at that point because it was gross the hotel explained the reason why the freezer was left on was because, you know, there was going to be a hotel using it. So they just left it on, which fine, but maybe lock it or maybe lock yeah, the or something because that's not safe. And I did talk to a friend who does work in food service, my friend Adam, he looked at the pictures of the freezer and he's like, yeah, that wasn't anywhere close to being used. There were no, there weren't even shelves that were in there that would be used for the food. It was just an empty open freezer yeah so it it seemed like they needed a little more time so it should have been locked up in my opinion i agree and it was a combination cooler freezer so Kanika would have opened one door that led into the cooler and then to the left of the cooler was a door that led into the freezer there is a light switch outside to turn the light on but when Kanika was found this was the lights were not on which means when that door closed behind her she would have been in pitch black and there's an emergency button that I guess is standard for these that you it looks like a doorknob but you're supposed to push it you push it and it lets yourself out and I struggled with this because I just thought well why didn't she just push it and
0: get She's out but i
1: think you know what i have to think about it in terms of somebody who is clearly under the influence yeah and probably disoriented and you think a door shuts behind you you're in pitch black you can't see anything so it's very disorienting mm-hmm. even for a sober person i'm gonna say i can't imagine in her state what it would have been like for her so maybe she just didn't Maybe she didn't, maybe she felt it. Maybe she didn't know what to do. It does look like a doorknob. Maybe she tries to twist it. Yeah. I think they need a new type of release mechanism, in my opinion. But you think it would glow in the dark or something? I think there usually is like a a glow in the dark. I don't know if that glows in the dark or if like the thing that says push is glow in the dark, but it wasn't visible.
0: When I worked at Papa John's, we didn't have any of those things in our walk in that's terrifying I know we had a light I mean you could turn the light on and off from in there and stuff but if you got stuck we never had a lock on our door either at least I don't remember it ever being locked I think we may have had an axe in there because some big freezers might have an axe in case you have to axe the door down okay that's dumb
1: just have a door that can open from the inside
0: Yeah, it was a long time ago, because I remember our manager telling us once during a meeting, it's like, in the event of a robbery, should anybody come in here, it's like, give them the money, do whatever you got to do, do not, absolutely do not go in the walk-in, or let him take you in there. Oh, He's like, do what you stuck. have to do before you'll let him lock you in there, because he will lock you in, you'll die.
1: <laughs> that is insane to me. Who is ever designing these freezers needs to make it, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I shut my apartment door and I can get out of it. Why can't it be that easy? Why can't you have a doorknob that you turn to get out of this freezer? It
0: don't. This is understand. way before um, 2017, though, so they may have updated the safety standards since then.
1: Well, this did have a thing like a push thing to it, but again, if you're drunk, maybe yeah. she didn't couldn't she see it, know. Maybe she didn't feel it. Maybe it felt like it. It looks like a doorknob. Maybe she's trying to turn it. It's not turning. You're panicking and you're yeah. disoriented. You know, I think it can go downhill really quickly. Right. Especially and especially if the floor sober. is all nasty
0: and dirty and everything. She could have slipped and fell or sat down and then, you know, mm-hmm. got, because she's drunk, she'll like pass out or something or fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Kind
1: of back to the timeline after Kanika is found. Teresa Martin, her mom, is shown being taken into a room at the hotel by police officers about one thirty-one a.m., so it's a little over an hour after the body is found. Mm-hmm. She's taken in there to be informed that Kanika is dead. This was really hard to watch. She's oh in there for maybe 30 seconds. They obviously don't show the room, but there's a camera outside the room. After maybe 30 seconds, her mom is seen running out of the room screaming.
0: Oh, my God. Followed by
1: Kanika's sister, Lenore, who is also screaming. I mean, I don't need sound to know when somebody is screaming. You can oh, tell. No. and. She runs out into the lobby. There's family members standing out there. Someone tries to, like, catch her, and she just pulls away and runs out. And then there's another woman that just, like, drops to her knees with her head in her hands. It's awful. Like, it's...
0: If they just would have looked at the security video, Mm -hmm. they may have been able to save her sooner. Yeah. There were several opportunities. You know, she's being
1: told by the police officer, oh, she's probably fine. Just relax. She's probably fine.
0: Let's not believe people when they call you and tell you something.
1: Not only is your daughter dead, she was found in a
0: freezer. And it could have been figured out hours and hours ago. Mm -hmm.
1: It wouldn't be until about 5 a.m. that Teresa and Lenore are taken up to the upper level kitchen to identify Kanika. Police uh, officers spoke with them outside the kitchen. Again, all of this is on surveillance. Teresa was given a bag of Kanika's belongings, including a watch, a hair tie, and her belly ring. She kind of like shoves them, she kind of shoves them into her pockets. Like I can't even under I can't oh even God. imagine what she's going through at this point. They're then walked into the kitchen where Kanika has been removed from the freezer and is placed on a stretcher and covered. Again, no sound, but I'm assuming that they're asking her to identify yeah. her daughter. Teresa and Lenore kind of stand away from Kanika, and I did see some people's comments about, like, well, why didn't she go to her child? I would go to my child. I would touch my child, hug my child. Okay, I some thought, people okay, may not well, want what that is
0: your last memory.
1: But also, the police probably don't know what happened at this point. It yeah. could be a possible crime that's been committed. So, yeah. they could have been instructed do not touch her because there could be evidence on her. They don't really know yet what has happened. So, leave her alone like nobody should be told how to grieve and there could be a reason why she didn't go touch her daughter or like you said maybe she didn't want to maybe she didn't want to feel her daughter's skin I mean yeah cold skin I you know people grieve in their own way I'm not going to judge when Teresa leaves the hotel shortly after she posts a Facebook live video And she's thanking everybody for their thoughts and their prayers. But she says, my baby's dead. She shows the hotel in the video. She says Kanika's been found dead. But then she also says, no one did this to her. So that's going to change. That thinking will change from her family. But initially, she, Teresa Martin, said no one did this to her. An autopsy was performed on Kanika that day. And results were released on October 6th. 2017 by the cook county medical examiner kanika had a superficial abrasion or a scrape on her right ankle you can okay. see this in the pictures of when she was found it's not deep it's just
0: superficial it's surface. Okay. a little scratch yeah mm-hmm.
1: and then she has a bruise on her right leg which i okay. wonder if it's from walking into that into railing. the stairwell yeah she nailed that railing she saying, did nail it she did i mean enough that she like felt almost fell over so I wonder if that's where that's from.
0: It could be from her running into anything too. Anything. Yeah.
1: Seriously, I mean, I, <laughs> I looked down at my legs the other day and I'm like, I like four <laughs> equal bruises. Like two on what <laughs> on my right leg, two on my left. Le-. I'm like, it looked like I set something down and like pushed it into my legs. They were yeah. identical. No idea where they came from. I'm like, I don't know what I did. I. So you know, they weren't anything that caused any concern to the medical yeah. examiner. But obviously, everything gets listed in these autopsy reports. There were no other external, external or internal traumas that were found. Okay, there was no injury to her head, face, neck. No bones were broken. No evidence of petechial hemorrhage, which would indicate strangulation. Mm-hmm. She did have some brain swelling. It was listed as non-specific which I believe means like it's there, but there's not a reason why it's there. It's not like there's blunt force trauma and therefore brain swelling. There's not a specific reason, but I did
0: look up. I figure it's because she was frozen.
1: I did look up what happens to the brain when it's frozen. It actually shrinks. (laughs) We have some weird
0: things that we look up. I swear to God,
1: I (laughs) I swear to God, if anybody ever suspects me of anything, they're going to be like, what is she doing? Like, (laughs) Why does the brain swell? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you?
0: What happens when you freeze a brain?
1: Why do you need to know? <laughs> the worst was when I googled digging up bodies in Haiti if it was legal.
0: Oh, <laughs> like
1: I'm gonna end up on the FBI most wanted <laughs> or most watch list or whatever.
0: You probably already are, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. What happens when you freeze a brain and then some guy behind a computer is like, hey, boss, come look at this. And he's like, oh, it's just Kristen. She's oh, right. it's that Ohio girl
1: again. It's fine. Darker side of life. Listen to it. <laughs> it's a good podcast. Give it a listen. <laughs> but I did Google. So it says actually like when there is brain trauma, they'll, they'll cool it down. They'll, like, they'll try and cool your brain okay. down because it shrinks and it can stop swelling. So I wonder if because she was frozen, if the brain kind of shrunk a little bit yeah. and then in the warming up process, if it then swelled. So, okay. again, it, w- it was listed as unspecific. It wasn't seemed to be listed as like a cause of her death or that anything would have led to her death. Okay. She also had lesions in her stomach um, called the Wishnevsky lesions. I think I pronounced that right. <laughs> Wishnevsky. I'll explain what those are from when I talk about cause of death. Her toxicology screen showed that she had a blood alcohol level of 0. 0.112, which oh, is well above a lot. the legal limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a lot for me too. That would put me under.
1: Yeah. I mean, can he, she's 19 years old. She's. Yeah. You know, and plus her mom was like, she can't handle alcohol. She has like one yeah. drink and she's, she's done.
0: And she looked, I mean, she looked <laughs> relatively thin and everything on the video too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so a lot of times people that are smaller framed. It, I guess it gets to him faster.
1: I think she was pretty typical, like height and weight. Like, there was, yeah. she was pretty typical in that range. I'm not, I know her weight. I'm not going to list anybody's weight on this podcast. <laughs> um, it's typical, like, for yeah. what I see and like her height and age and everything. Her toxicology also came back negative for marijuana or any recreational drug, meaning oh, okay. she was not using anything that night okay. at the party. But it did come back positive for a drug called topiramate. Topiramate is a prescribed drug that is used primarily to treat epilepsy and migraines. And I recognize this drug because I've heard it called Topamax. That's another Mm -hmm. name for it because I get migraines. And that's a drug that I remember being listed when I was researching um, prescription meds for migraines. There are some what I will call like off-label uses for it. It is also shown to help in treating bipolar, PTSD, and also to help with weight loss. But again, like it's not prescribed for these. It just shows to have some effect with these. Kanika had 3,000 nanograms per milliliter of tapiramate in her blood at the time of her death. I'll circle back to tapiramate and kind of explain my thoughts on it in just a second. But I want to talk about the official cause of death. The cause of death was listed as hypothermia due to cold exposure in a walk-in freezer with ethanol, alcohol, okay. and to pyramid intoxication as significant contributory conditions. Manner of death was listed as accidental. Also, okay. I had mentioned the Wishnevsky legions. Those are found in the lining of stomach from people who suffer from hypothermia. So, those oh, were okay. so another indication that she did die from hypothermia.
0: Okay. I mean, so far that all makes sense and it sounds reasonable.
1: Yes. I want to
0: circle back to to tapiramate. I said
1: that she had 3000 nanograms per milliliter in her blood. The family, um, I initially believed that what happened to her was an accident. They have since changed their mind and they believe that someone did this to her. I believe in part of it is because of the video, but also, because the drug topiramate in her system. Because the family said Kanika was not prescribed this drug topiramate. They didn't know where it came from. Somebody could have they sparked her drink with it. They believed that this drug was slipped into Kanika's drink by someone at the party. Yeah. Which was something that I thought, too, when I saw this video. Because I'm like, no way. is she just drunk. Like, somebody has given her something. And then I read about topiramate. And I think, okay, well, maybe it's possible someone put this into her drink. Topiramate is not considered a party drug. But when it's mixed with alcohol, Mm -hmm. it has really bad side effects. I actually did see someone on Reddit comment that they had been on Tapiramate and had drank alcohol with it. And they're like, you are like severely out of your mind, like very confused, very disoriented. I think someone even said like hallucinations. So, I mean, it's never a good idea to mix alcohol and and prescription meds together. Uh, This seems to really have bad effects when you mix that. Common side effects of Tapiramate are dizziness, impaired memory, concentration, nausea, um, confusion, and poor coordination if you take too much of it. and then Except for the alcohol. nausea.
0: Like, that's exactly her video.
1: Yes. Yes. And I mean nausea. That's not something that you can...
0: She could have felt it for see, all I know. She could have been nauseous. She just didn't, like, throw up in a hole or anything.
1: Right. And then drinking alcohol increases the likelihood of side effects. So, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, okay, like... Maybe somebody had this drug with them and just like threw it into her drink and thought it's going to affect her. And this is what the family believes. But the amount of tapiramate in Kanika's system at the time of her death was at a therapeutic level. This means she had a sustained use of this medication over time, not a one-time thing. Okay. If it had just been one time in her system, it would have been a lot lower. People who take tapiramate daily – Average concentrations between 2,400 and 8,000 nanograms per milliliter. Kanika's was at 3,000. So she falls in that range of somebody who's taking this medication on a regular basis. Again, Kanika's family says she wasn't prescribed this drug, but, and I don't want to sound disrespectful to the family, but she's a 19 year old. She's an adult, and she could have had this medication, and her family wasn't aware of it. So, I have not been able to see that police checked her medical records. I don't know. I have not been able to find that. But I'm not saying she needed to lose weight, but maybe she was on it to lose weight. And I would think that that might not be something she would want to share with people if she's trying to, like, take drugs to lose weight. She could have been getting it from somebody for some purpose. Maybe a friend had it. And, oh, yeah, I use this for migraines, but... I don't really get them anymore. I don't need it. So here you can use mine, which means it's not going to show up in medical records. So I don't, I don't know. Um, she could just be taking it and not, not told anyone. I, I tend to think it wasn't for something like epilepsy
0: because you would know that you would have a medical history of that. I'm sure
1: that's a pretty serious thing to have going on and not tell your family. And then you can't just walk into a doctor and be like, I have epilepsy. Give me this drug.
0: Yeah, You're
1: going to need tests. You're going to need di- a diagnosis for that. So I tend to not think. Baby, she got migraines. I don't know. I yeah. went. When I got mine, um, I was on Imatrex for migraines. I just, it, at my yearly doctor appointment, I was like, hey, I get, can I get a prescription for my migraines? And he's like, yeah, sure. He wrote it to me right there. Nice. So I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what she was on it for. Her friend's don't say anything about this drug they too say she didn't take it she didn't like taking pills but the simple fact is that she was on it okay it shows up in her blood and it was at a level that indicates she had been taking it for a period of time not that somebody had dropped it in her drink right that night so
0: maybe she didn't tell anybody he kept it a secret from all of her friends exactly
1: we don't we don't you know just don't
0: know and I know a lot of 19 year olds too that had things from people.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying I'm not blaming her or whatever, but she lied to her mom about where she was going that night. Yeah. Her mom thought she was going bowling into a movie. Yeah. That's teenagers do it. Like even 19 yeah. years old, she's still, as far as I know, living at home with her mom, maybe she just didn't want to tell her mom what she was doing. So, right. I mean, you can have the best relationship possible with your parents and still not tell them every single thing. Mm-hmm. I understand though that they don't, want their daughter painted in a light of being a druggie or someone who's taking these drugs for a weird reason. But I mean, there are legit reasons she could have been taking it and just right. not told anybody. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's a prescription drug. Um, hypothermia would also be quickened because of the presence of alcohol and the topiramate in her system. So there's a big misconception that when you're cold, drink, it'll warm you up. You'll stay warm, <laughs> but that's not the case. No, it's, drinking alcohol causes—it's called um, vasodilation. I believe that's like dilation of the the blood. It's vessels. like a blood thinner. It causes blood to rush to your skin, but then all of that heat is lost to the environment. So you think you're warm, but you're actually losing heat. Alcohol also affects the temperatures or the temperature regulating parts of your brain, which make you shiver when you're cold. Shivering is a way that your body generates heat. Alcohol decreases the ability to shiver. So with Kanika being visibly intoxicated, her risk of hypothermia would have actually been a lot higher and could have sped up because of what she had in her system. We don't know what the temperature was in the freezer when Kanika was found. According to the medical examiner's report, this particular freezer had the ability to be set at 8 degrees at its lowest super cold.
0: Wow. Um, eight degrees?
1: I, eight degrees. And I researched typical temperature for commercial freezers and it was yeah. consistent with seeing about 10 degrees. So. Dang, you went deep on this, didn't cold. you? <laughs> oh my God. I'm,
0: yes. Yes, I did. Why is it such a low temperature though? Okay. 32 degrees here. Cause we use that the Fahrenheit system is freezing. Why do you need something? I could see setting it like 30 or high twenties, but why do you need it to be eight degrees. So it's super frozen know. or something. I guess so. It's super
1: frozen. If you've got a lot of like bulk stuff, maybe the it freezing's freezing freezing's freezing. I know. I don't know. I don't know. They had that cooler okay. area too, which That's I'm assuming weird. would be set at like a 32.
0: Yeah,
1: it was a deep breeze. So when the temperature was taken of this freezer, it was 34 degrees, but it had also been opened for It'd several hours. It's been open hours, for a while. So yeah. We don't know. The freezer was not in use at the time, so it's possible that the restaurant had it set at a higher temperature, didn't have it set at 8 degrees, but we don't know. We I, I don't know how long it takes for a freezer to warm up from 8 degrees to 34 degrees. Yeah. I have no idea. But regardless, Kanika was not dressed for cold temperatures, no, even 34. No. She's in ripped jeans, tennis shoes, and basically like a bra and jean jacket, so... I'm not really an expert on hypothermia, so I'm not really comfortable saying how long she would have been alive before succumbing to it without knowing what the temperature is. But then it, you have to figure so, out alcohol level. Yeah. and So I don't know. I don't know how long she would have been alive. I don't know if she would have just like fallen asleep.
0: I hope that was it. I hope she just fell asleep and then it, it didn't feel a thing.
1: One thing I did notice, though, Where she had fake nails on. She had white fake nails and they were attached. So if I'm thinking if I get stuck in a freezer, I'm gonna be clawing at like the door trying to like find my way out, which is you're wearing fake nails, is gonna cause damage to your nails. As far as I could tell, her nails were on and there weren't it wasn't damage to them, which makes me wonder if she maybe sat down pretty quickly or laid down pretty quickly after she was shut in there. And probably didn't reach the level of trying to like claw her way out Um, that maybe she died pretty quickly after entering. I don't, I don't know. There's no way to know what happened in that freezer. Uh, Kanika was buried September 30th, 2017. The funeral was open to the public and a lot of people showed up. People who didn't even know her because they just heard about what happened and wanted to come. Oh, The police concluded that Kanika's death was an accident and they closed the case, but it is not the end of the story because Kanika's death sparked a huge outcry and accusations because to many people, including Kanika's family, things didn't feel right. Despite Teresa originally stating that Kanika, it was an accident. No one did this to her. As time went on, the family started to believe that the hotel was covering something up and the police were helping to do it they believe there was more just like elisa lamb but
0: in chicago oh
1: my gosh i've seen this compared to elisa lamb so much can you imagine what this case would be like if we didn't have that surveillance photo
0: footage oh it would just be another missing girl and that's it and then i think it'd be a huge mystery conspiracy like i could see myself oh oh sorry i I got confused for just a second
1: yeah no if we had no surveillance footage showing Kanika walking that path like we just knew this girl ended up in a freezer like I can see myself saying, "Yeah, someone did that to her." No yeah, one just walks exactly. into a freezer. I think it changes it when you realize that how impaired she was. But the family really started to believe that like something else was going on. Somebody had done this to her. And in interviews, Teresa does make good points about how the police didn't show urgency when she called about Kanika. She says the hotel didn't show any urgency when asked to look at the footage and. That, you know, they did things like threaten the family instead of calling the police, which I agree. Like, they called the police on the family and didn't, yeah. So, I. They knew exactly what they were doing. Exactly. And Teresa has firm ground to stand on when she points the finger at the hotel and the police, in my opinion. But as far as, you know, thinking someone did this to Kanika and that the hotel was covering it up, I disagree. Because we have a lot of surveillance footage of Kanika. we don't see her walk into the freezer. I will admit to that. Yeah. We don't see her actually go in there. But we also don't see anybody come out They would have put her in that freezer. Yeah. So, we don't see
0: anybody else on any of those
1: cameras. We don't. Um, and there's nowhere else to go to get out. Like I said before, there's nowhere else to go for anybody to get out. There is so much misinformation in this case and the way that it was reported. I watched, it was a CBS segment on YouTube that was in like 10 days after it. And it's completely wrong, completely wrong. They have this footage that they're showing and I can see watching this and being like, something isn't right. At first of all, they show the footage of her on the upper level, walking back toward the freezer. And then they follow it up with footage of her in the lower level kitchen. That was even before she went to the upper level. So they make (sighs) it look like she walks back to the freezer and then walks into this whole other part of the kitchen. When in reality, it's two separate kitchens and one came before the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they yeah. put it on of timeline, their video they create this timeline that doesn't make any, like, it's not true. It's just not true. And then they, you know, they say she was walking around for over an hour. She was walking around for a little less than eight minutes. That's all.
0: Yeah. Her friends would have found her. They've been searching the hotel for the next 13 yes. hours. So...
1: Stuff like that. And I guess it comes with reporting this in the beginning when you just don't have all the information, Mm -hmm. but then admit that things are developing and you don't know for sure what is correct information because it just created so much. And I feel like, I feel like it's what made this case spiral and kind of blow up into these conspiracies. Um, Teresa's mom and sister went on the Dr. Oz show at the end of October with Nancy Grace. Okay, I I don't like Nancy Grace. I might <laughs> make people mad, but I this not is like going to be interesting. Um, I understand, you know, the family. The family talks about they believe that the hotel wasn't being honest and that they were covering up, and someone did this to Kanika. Mm-hmm. And I understand wanting answers for your daughter. Like you've lost your daughter and your sister in a very tragic and awful and freak accident way. Like you want to make sense yeah. out of it. And you want someone to blame. I am not going to tell people how to grieve at all. But Nancy Grace makes me sick. And <sighs> I I really try to watch the clips with her in it. I couldn't do it. Like <laughs> I was so angry watching, trying to watch her because First of all, she comes in and she's like, you know, she does make a good point about the security cameras where she says, you have all these security cameras. Shouldn't somebody be watching? I agree with you. Nancy right. Grace, the security guard. Instead of totally making beds great. and cleaning exactly. toilets. And then she goes on to say, Kanika was found in a suspicious way that points to foul play because her shirt was pulled up and her pants were pulled down. No, it wasn't. Her, like, it, to me, it's classic Nancy Grace. She's a sensationalist. And Kanika's pants were not pulled down. There are okay. photos that show her in the freezer. They are riding low. You even see parts of the video where she's like, like, she's like pulling her pants up. They're riding a little low. And I, I don't want to be distasteful or disrespectful, but there's no other way to say it. You can kind of see the top of her butt crack.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, so
1: they are not pulled down. Like pulled down is like around your ankles. They are not. They slipped down a little off of her waist. And her bra... Nancy Grace is like, it was pulled up. It was pulled up. Let's talk about a reason why no, it's not. maybe her bra, it was pulled, it was pulled down, actually. Yeah, like I was it was pulled looking
0: down. At photos. I'm I'm looking at the photos now. I'm just kind of Googling them.
1: You, yes, give her that. But let's talk about a reason why that might be possible. If you listen to our podcast on the Love Pass, you heard us talk about paradoxical undressing. Of course. Which happens in hypothermia cases. If you haven't listened to it, I'll explain it. It is... When people are experiencing extreme cold, like Kanika would have experienced, your body is going haywire and it starts, you start to think you're hot because there's this like sudden rush of blood in your body. Yeah. And because of that, you start taking your clothes off. When in reality, you are speeding up the process of hypothermia and death. This is a possible explanation of why Kanika's bra was pulled down and also maybe why one of her shoes were off. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe, like, she clearly didn't try and take her take her bra off, but she, like, pulled it down. She was yeah. probably hot. She pulled it down. It's a scientific explanation. It is not speculation that Nancy Grace gives with no evidence because there was no evidence of any sexual assault found in the autopsy report for Kanika. So there's that explanation. Or it could just be she's on the floor. Maybe she's moving around. Her bra and gets she's pulled also down heavily intoxicated.
0: Point. She's heavily intoxicated. People like, do weird things sometimes when they're under the influence for no reason at all. Right. Her shoe,
1: she could have taken her shoe off and banged on the door. Maybe that was easier than banging with her hand. She takes her shoe off and she's banging on the door. Yeah. That's another explanation. I know that's speculation too, but I feel like at least it's better than saying brawls down equals foul play when it yeah. doesn't. And it's just... I get mad about Nancy Grace and I know I might make people mad, but I feel like she is exploitative to families that are vulnerable and I don't like it. So I am not a Nancy Grace fan. (laughs) She knows a lot about the law and she's accomplished a lot, but I think like you need to like not prey on families
0: Is her show still on tv i just haven't had cable have in no so idea. long i don't even know what comes on anymore regularly i don't have cable i remember watching her for casey anthony that was the first time
1: i got introduced oh, no, to nancy no. grace and it was like if i hear top mom one more time i'm gonna throw something <laughs> whatever so that's nancy grace but i do feel really bad for Teresa martin
0: i During feel terrible for Oz her show,
1: he asks her like how are you holding it together and her response is i haven't been i'm not and that. I just I just feel bad for them and the family and many people also claim there's no way Kanika would have been able to open the freezer door on her own somebody had to open it themselves and put her in there
0: this is very Elisa Lam yes and I do disagree with this Why would she not be able to open the door on her own? What's the reasoning behind that?
1: I think people have it in their mind that this door is like super heavy. It's not. Walk-in
0: doors are light. You've worked in food industry before.
1: So, you know, I was thinking the same thing. In Stephanie Harlow's video, she talks about how she has worked in the food industry before. She says she could carry her arms full of plates and serving dishes and open the freezer with her three fingers. Yeah, they're they're easy to open. Pinky, ring, and middle. She can pull it open also talked to my friend Adam who I said walk, worked in the food service industry I asked him he was like yeah like they're a little heavier than regular doors because they have to seal but he said yeah. they're purposely made easy to open for that reason because yeah. you have people loaded down with stuff who can't sit things down he said he could open his with his foot he's like I could put my foot out and open <laughs> the thing so you know just because Kenny gets intoxicated doesn't mean she's weak and she can't do anything she's it's a freezer door. Like she might have right. to give it a a little bit more of a yank, but
0: But she could still do it. Yeah, walk-in doors are do easy it. to open.
1: But this is why I wish people would stop spreading misinformation like this because I feel like maybe if some of this is debunked more, then maybe the family would be able to say, "Okay, we can see, you know, the forest through the trees. We can see yeah. what's true and what's not and what didn't happen. I'm not going to say it would bring them peace because I don't think they'll ever, you know, I don't want to say anyone's ever going to be able to have peace. But hopefully they would be able to maybe move on and not torture themselves. Yeah. Um. There were a lot of protests over Kanika's death, like weeks of protest in front of the hotel There was an activist named Jedediah Brown who started really hammering at this case as like something being wrong. Um, Yeah. He he came after the hotel and said they were hiding things. He claimed he tried to book a room and they wouldn't let him. That's what he says. I think maybe they just didn't want you disturbing their guests. Um, Kanika's mom actually cut ties with Jedediah Brown. He had okay. organized a lot of protest and was said to have like been um, gathering a fund for Kanika's cause. And mm-hmm. Teresa was like, "I haven't seen any of that money. It's it's gone." Oh. Brown claimed that that money went toward food, transportation, and legal fees for protesters who were arrested, and that Teresa Martin gave the okay for it. She disputed that, so she okay. eventually just cut ties with the activist completely. And she said, quote, I'm ending y'all's agendas that's not righteous righteous toward my child, end quote. So, like, big mic drop from Teresa. Okay. She's done. Good and Kanika's her. friends were heavily, heavily implicated and attacked for Kanika's death. Aww. Wrongfully, in my opinion. And their wor- worlds were turned upside down. So rumors started, fly- started to fly surrounding her friends. Rumors that her friends had something to do with her death. One story that this is terrible. One story that started circulating is that many believed and that many people still believe was that Kaniga's friends sold her for $200 to people for them to rape her that night and then killed her to cover it up. Did they do any
0: kind of rape kit?
1: I believe so. Like there was they did check for sexual assault. There was no evidence of sexual assault found. This theory is like a lot of people still believe this so I talked about Facebook live videos of this night and Irene who was the birthday girl she did one of these Facebook live videos she's wearing these mirrored sunglasses yeah and most of the video is like her just like videoing herself and she talks about this in her her interview with Zach Stoner I believe she admits she was on drugs like I think it was ecstasy where she's like yeah I was tripping like and also, I couldn't get the wireless honest. to connect, and that's why I'm, like, staring down at the phone. <laughs> but she, in her reflection of her glasses, you can see people in that, like, across from her on one of the beds. And people claim that they see Kanika laying on the bed next to somebody and that they can hear stuff and they can see stuff and that she's being raped at this point. And they believe they hear Kanika say, help me. Okay, I can't hear it. I can't. Like, I hear something that sounds kind of like a muffle, like squeak, but I don't hear words to it. I don't understand where help me comes from. And I don't understand why hearing a phrase turns into Kanika's being raped and saying, help me. It could be on the TV. It could be from the music that's blaring. It could be somebody trying to get up and is like, help me. Like, I'm on the floor. Help me get up. Like, I've been drinking. I don't understand why it became Kanika was being raped. And, um, Irene talks about this. She's like, no, like it, that reflection, like that's some guy and another guy laying next to him, like just like resting back on the bed. There's nothing going on. She's like, we were all in the whole same hotel room. I am not going to let this happen to my friend. And right. they bring up in this interview, Zach Stoner brings up the $200 because you do hear mention of $200. And Irene said, yeah, because $200 was the fine when you lose your parking ticket at in the hotel parking lot. They give oh, you a okay. ticket when you park there. If you lose it, you have to pay $200. That's the fine for it. That's why we're talking about $200. And she just says, it makes me sick that people are thinking that we sold my friend for $200. So, and plus I'm like, okay, if, if they killed her to cover it up, they somehow knew how to get to the freezer I know. in an unused no kitchen, sense. in an unused part of the hotel. It doesn't make sense.
0: And there's three of them. One of them would have made a mistake or turned on the others or something would have happened to make the whole thing fall apart.
1: Plus, but... you see them on surveillance photos after looking for her. Like, right. They would so have her on
0: surveillance being left at the elevator and the other girls walking away and then that's it.
1: And they're probably just going to go home. If they did something to her, are they going to look for her for an hour? Look? Look? Like pretend they're going to go home. And so this YouTuber Zach or who I believe has passed away since I believe he was shot and killed, oh. but Oh geez. And so people have a theory that he was killed because of this case. Cause he delved in too far to
0: it. Okay. But
1: he, in his interview for this MTV documentary, he's like, um, in this part of Chicago, if you want to get rid of somebody, you don't do it in a public place in a hotel with people around. You shoot right. them. That's just like, scratching the theory or scratching the surface of these theories it's oh my god there's There's a terrible
0: one too there's no way there's no way her friends did it
1: some stuff is just no evidence like there's one that she's thrown in the pool to the hotel and yet she's seen and she's totally dry it's not like people uh, it's just that like what happens with conspiracy theories and you just go down these rabbit holes and you can't like see reality through it you can't give up your own theory but because of this, her her friends were harassed. Irene said her mom was threatened. Her address got posted online. Her oh, son geez. was threatened. She has had like a one year old son at this point. Like oh her son God. is being threatened. Yes, people are people are awful. And because of this, because of the rumors and the conspiracy theories to this case, that's why the police released everything. They released reports, autopsy photos, surveillance, everything to show like, look, like here here it all is but it did the opposite because then people had access to the footage that they could manipulate they could add they could splice times and create their own timelines like i saw one that was with the security guard it's like look the security guard lured her into this lured her into the kitchen and it takes footage of the security guard that night walking down a hallway spliced it in with kanika walking in And then him walking out and then her friends walking down the steps. So it's a deep fake. Everyone's like, oh, my God, how did her friends not see her? They were right there. And someone finally pointed out in the comments, guys, look at the timestamps. They are hours apart. Yeah. The times don't match up. So people are doing things like that. And it is, you know, and by the way, Gray Hughes has a whole video on the security guard that night and shows where he was. And he was nowhere near Kanika. He has a video. It's an awesome video of... He takes, when Kanika's walking, he finds all the surveillance photo, footage of what's happening on different floors around her. Oh. Like on the lobby level, like where everybody is. And he calls it, he's like, it is literally a perfect storm when she's wandering those hallways. No one is around. Oh, like no so one sad. is around. And so it's things like that, that people post. And it's, it's like you're dealing with people's lives. And I know, people that do that people. sort of thing are the worst. They really are. And I, I think some people truly believe, and I think some people just like clicks on their videos. But it's you're messing more with people's lives. You're messing with people who you're accusing of this. You're messing with the family who's already struggling and then seeing this and questioning what really happened.
0: It, Not just that, but somebody with the guns they probably shouldn't have may see a video that's wrong or something to decide to take matters in their own hands. Exactly. It's, like Pizzagate. It, Oh God. So yeah,
1: when you <laughs> when you do things like that, just think about who you're affecting. And like people will take a single frame of a video. I saw one. They paused it and they're like, oh, there's someone with her. You can see their arm around their way around her waist. And it's like there's no one there. Because people think that this video is completely and totally edited and fabricated. Some people believe it's not even Kanika in the video, that it's fake. It's a reenactment with a fake person.
0: That's a lot of work for to replace somebody at a party hours later that nobody even knew they were going to except the three people involved, Mm -hmm. the three friends.
1: Many people believe that there's someone in the video with her that the hotel edited out of the video.
0: That's a lot of work, too. It's a ton of work. To edit somebody out of a bunch of video clips Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of footage to do in a few hours.
1: You can do it. Gray Hughes shows you shows like on his video. Like I will show you how to edit somebody out of a video. Like it's doable, but you're, when you're editing somebody out, you're not just editing that person out. You have to also edit out things like shadows of them walking or reflections as they walk past like mirrors or pictures. Mm -hmm. You have to edit those out. And so I think no matter how good you are, Someone is going to miss something. There's going to be that one moment where you're like, wait a second. There's somebody else picked up in that reflection, but there's nobody shown next to her. That's a stretch. It's a stretch. That's and a huge stretch. I have I have never seen one person who's been able to point that out.
0: I mean, if they figured something was happening because the friends were looking for her early the mor- early that morning and then the employee said, no, you can't look at the security footage, they're still there 12 hours later looking enough Mm -hmm. to where the hotel calls the cops on them and tells them to leave all they had to do was take the security footage out and say the cameras don't work or weren't on like why go through all that trouble trying to edit this video when all you have to do is just say it doesn't exist to begin with and just destroy it
1: yeah just say our cameras malfunctioned we don't have cameras like yeah i i would just be like
0: you're not supposed to know this but they really don't work and then sorry can't check the footage right can't check. just lie i mean
1: I thought of that video or that uh, photo you edited of me and Tim in the kayak, (laughs) which was a beautiful edit. So Dana photoshopped my ex-boyfriend out of a double kayak that I was in. Cool picture. She did a great job of it. You like got him out his reflection in the water out. So it seems really cool. But then I'm like, but wait a second. I am one person in a double kayak and the kayak Sitting in the front. And, and the kayak is front. totally level. It just doesn't make sense.
0: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find that picture and I'm going to Photoshop it with the water going down a little bit in the front.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, you can do things like that, but you people are always going to make those little mistakes that you don't think about that's mm-hmm. going to point out that it's a fake. Don't trust me. There is a man named Doug Carner. He is an audiovisual forensic analyst he was interviewed in the mtv documentary about editing videos so he's an expert in forensic analysis of of audio and visual he said that any file you edit you're going to leave footprints behind there's going to be evidence that it's been edited you can always tell he stated that the files that the police released to the public were in exe files okay I don't really know what those files are. Um, An
0: executable file,
1: I guess. I believe. Okay. According to Carter, if someone could somehow export this EXE file into another format to alter it, they would then have to get it back to the EXE file that we received from the police. Mm -hmm. And that's impossible to do. He said there is no program that exists that can do that you can't do it. He said there is no example ever of somebody altering this type of video and having it be detect not be detectable. So, okay. He said it's not possible. You if you are editing this EXE file and sending it to somebody, it's going to be in a different format. If you see it's EXE, that means it's unedited. So, okay. those were the type of files that the police gave us. It's not edited. And I know I'm going like I'm going to say it and people are going to be like, "Oh, you can find a way what I, I You go round and round with those people. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to argue with it. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) to me, it's pretty, like, eventually you have to, like, leave the conspiracy realm and look at what's actually happening. And if you have to twist yourself into mental gymnastics, then chances are you're reaching a little too much. So there is one more theory I want to talk about. Okay. On top of the, you know, sold for $200 and somebody else being in the video. There was also the one that they said it somebody was in that video but they were smart enough to stay out of range of all the video cameras like and they were but like some motioning of those are her to them complete hallways and rooms and yeah, I don't
0: think you're going to go through this hotel and completely avoid the cameras
1: again yeah it's a stretch it, which would mean it would be somebody that knows the hotel like a staff member yeah which wouldn't they just delete the footage after that like do what you're going to do and then delete the footage right but all right, I'm going to tell you it's pretty pretty big theory actually and it is insane. It's bonkers. Aliens? It's up there with aliens in my opinion. Oh jeez. Like, many people believe that this hotel is known for its black market organ harvesting. And the theory okay. is that Kanika was killed for her organs and then thrown in the freezer. It gets crazier. Do you know who they think received
0: oh, God, kidney? Oh selena,
1: selena gomez they believe <gasps> selena gomez receive, received received kenika's kidney that Kanika was killed so selena gomez could get a kidney transplant because how do they this even time, know their kidneys are a match <laughs> because apparently you just take a kidney from someone and put it in someone else like don't even matter like it doesn't even matter that you have to do blood
0: testing to see if like you can even donate like so you need a good healthy kidney now, let's get somebody really wicked drunk okay who knows if it, there's a match
1: like you have to go through testing to see if you match the person you're going to donate to you can't just put a random kidney in someone because around this time selena gomez was in chicago for an organ transplant she did get a new kidney
0: okay from her friend her. there's
1: a picture there's a picture of her with her friend who donated for her but you know like no people just say well that's just a distraction from what really happened like they stole these Kinegas people are in a this is QAnon. There's one hiccup to this. The one? Kanika had all of her organs. There was nothing missing in her organs. Oh, my like, God. There was no, like, oh, surgery no, because mark. Because
0: to the conspiracy theorists, though, they were just going to come back to get her body later. And they hadn't done it yet. That's, That's why right. she was in the freezer. But, but then who who's, <laughs> whose kidney does Selena Gomez get? Because <laughs> she got a kidney transplant. Well, you know, we weren't going to give her her kidney then. We we're going to wait because we met the other Selena Gomez.
1: OK, that's a fake Selena like Gomez. A different, in the that's a decoy.
0: The one you saw was a decoy. <laughs> the real Selena Gomez really got her kidney.
1: This is why I knew people were going to get mad at this city.
0: Oh they're probably
1: sitting there like, but it was a kidney transplant.
0: That's what people sound like, though, when they come up with these crazy conspiracy theories. It's like
1: there's always another door to walk through.
0: It is. It's like the doomsday day never happens to the cult that believes in the doomsday is coming. And so they push it back another month and they push it back another month and it just keeps happening. Right. And they're always wrong.
1: Right. And I'm not saying that Kanika's family believes this. Like, I don't believe that Kanika's family believes this. Um, But it is a theory out on the Internet that a lot of people believe. And people have made videos explaining why this is known for its organ harvesting and... Because, yeah, you just walk on the street and be like, I need a kidney. I want that person. Like, so they, that's not how that us, works. Like, a random 19 year old girl in Chicago who was at a party that night. Like, I just, it's just, you read through some of these Reddit comments, they're like, oh, yeah, guests reported smelling something that smelled like blood near the room. Like, whatever. There was no evidence of anything. What? So, did Dexter just, Morgan clean it up for you or something? So that no blood was left behind. Um, in 2018, Kanika's family filed a $50 million lawsuit against the hotel and others, which i all for. Their attorney, Jeffrey Feiger said the hotel was able to lock off the kitchen area um, because there was already like a set of plywood doors that was set up with a padlock, but it wasn't yeah. locked that night. So they had the ability and they didn't do it. The attorney also showed a picture of a freezer door with a lock button on it from the outside and suggested that someone had locked the freezer door, maybe inadvertently. However, I believe this is a different door. I don't think it was the right door. I think it was just another freezer door. And somebody else would have been on camera. Exactly. No one else was on camera. From like August 30th was when somebody was picked up on there, like part of the construction crew. Yeah. Until Kanika walked in, no one was picked up on that camera until Kanika walked in. So, you know, the freezer door that Kanika was locked in didn't have a lock on it, but the freezer door that the lawyer showed did. So I think he just found a random picture of a freezer and maybe assumed they all had it. So that's a little iffy. Lawsuit also claimed Kanika passed several hotel staff that night that could have helped her. I did not see that on surveillance I didn't see it on the
0: video either. I
1: didn't see it. So I don't I don't know maybe if they're talking about like they had the ability to shut down the party that she was at, knowing yeah. that there was underage drinking. I did also want to talk about um really quick. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I don't want someone to call me out on ignoring it. There there were some reports that the hotels were or the hotel room was booked on a fraudulent credit card. Okay. So that the hotel maybe didn't want that to come out to be like, yeah, we booked a hotel room on a fraudulent credit card or allowed it to be booked on this card and also we allowed a party with underage drinking in it. I don't know. So- to me
0: the underage drinking is a bigger PR nightmare than the fraudulent credit card because sometimes right. how do you know? You know Right.
1: Um so I don't know maybe if this is what they're referring to is people saw her and didn't help her, meaning yeah. they could have shut the party down. I don't know if that's if the hotel's going to cover something like that up. It happens yeah. at hotels. I mean,
0: it seemed like they were just kind of negligent about leaving doors and stairwells and mm-hmm. places unlocked where just anybody could go. Kind of like the Cecil Hotel was with the fire alarms.
1: Exactly. I for sure I think that they are responsible for what happened to her because you know you have a security guard who's not doing security related tasks. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he could have been wandering the halls, making sure everything was fine. Maybe you could have been looking at the cameras and been able to see her that night. The kitchen should have been locked up if it wasn't in use.
0: And plus, when the friends went to the front desk and said, hey, our friend's missing. I know you said their conversation wasn't recorded, but obviously they're asking Mm -hmm. about her and searching this hotel for hours and hours. The hotel could help at any time. They could call the security guard to help. They could offer to look at the video footage, but they don't. So they're Mm -hmm. negligent for 13 or 14 hours.
1: Yep, they chose not to do anything, and you know it's. I could she definitely see even, a negligence lawsuit for sure. She shouldn't have had access to that kitchen. For one, it's a construction zone. Technically, it's under construction. That should be closed anyway.
0: Yeah, for the public safety shouldn't of be everybody allowed in there,
1: for safety, so they need to be locked up. And you know, I don't know if Kanika would have been alive by the time her mom got there. I don't know. Yeah. It had been two hours. She was not dressed for the cold and the alcohol in her system. But you know, some
0: people survive nights on Mount Everest. And also by the time her friends
1: were looking, it hadn't been that long. So yeah, at least by the time her friends asked, she could have been alive. And we don't know. And that's the point. Like she could have been saved. We don't know. And I was really sad to see comments on YouTube blaming her for this and saying, well, she drank. She's at fault. She made her oh stupid choices. Her,
0: that's not a, no, that's not an excuse for nothing. Like nothing. Drinking and getting drunk is not a reason that something bad should happen to you.
1: Because my answer is, um, yeah, she drank that night, but why is that a death sentence? Right. You know, how many times have you people gone out and got drunk and made bad decisions? Like, or, you no, I'll, you I'll just bash you over the head with a baseball
0: bat. Oh, you were drinking too much. Sorry. Like you should have known better. You should have known that somebody better. could hit you over the head with a bat while you're drinking.
1: The only Dumb thing asses. that Kanega deserved was to wake up the next morning feeling like crap all over <laughs> and maybe be scolded by her mom. And that's what she deserved. Like the classic, why did I do that? I am never drinking again moment. Yeah. She didn't deserve to die. And I don't want to sound like I'm like coming down on the family for what they believe, because I'm not going to tell the family how to grieve Mm -hmm. and handle a terrible loss. But I will come for the people who spread misinformation in this case, because I think it's wrong to do for the families and it puts ideas in their head and they're vulnerable and they're grieving and that needs to stop.
0: Yes, it does.
1: And I also want to touch on briefly before I'm finished, um, the relationship between the black community in Chicago and the police, because in my opinion, I think that adds to feelings about this case. Like from what I have read, there are not good. There's not a good relationship between the police and the black community. <laughs> I have stories.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me, this is a very straightforward case. Like to me, it's very like you see it on video. We have the video. To me, Kinika yes. is very intoxicated. She's not thinking clearly. She accidentally wanders into the freezer on her own, and she dies. Awful accident, but to me, it's not hard to believe. But I think it's sad that even with this being a very obvious case, because of the relationship with the black community and the police, the black community and Kanika's family cannot trust what they're being told by the police officers. They cannot trust this video and this footage because yeah. why would they? Why? Yeah. Especially after how Teresa was treated by the police. And I think that's a sad part is they can't trust what they're being told right in front of them because of the strained relationship with the black community. And there's a police officer in the MTV documentary who admits it. He's like, yeah, there's no trust there. And it's like, okay, then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because this shouldn't happen. And the community needs to be able to trust what they're being told by you, which is also why I feel really angry about people who spread misinformation on this case, because I'm like, you have a family that's not comfortable trusting the police. So they're looking to other things like you Mm -hmm. and you're creating misinformation. To hurt the family further.
0: I have a few friends that grew up in Chicago. And several of them grew up in sort of the rougher areas. Mm -hmm. One of them lived on the border of like this gang territory. And he said sometimes when the cops would come and arrest somebody. They just put them in the back of the car. They would drive them across into the other gang territory. Let them out. And then get on the horn on the car announcing it. (gasps) And just kind of chase them down the road until people come out. And then they'll leave. Oh my god. So I'm like are you serious? He's like, yeah, like that's, it, w- it was rough. And, and I'm just thinking if they're serious about crime in Chicago, you could take the person into jail and book them. Yes. You don't have to create more crime. Obviously you're not serious about it. You're mm-hmm. not serious about gang activity or in criminal areas or anything like that. Right. You're just messing with them at this point.
1: And yeah, the police, the Rosemont police released her whole entire case file, but I'm like, but you didn't come out to help Kanika's family when she really needed you, you blew the family off (sighs) and you didn't come and help. So I can't fault them for now not trusting what the police are telling them. Right. I don't know if I would either. And even though to me, it's a very straightforward case, but it just, I think it speaks volumes that her family doesn't feel like they can trust what they're being told because they don't have a relationship with police. It's so all around. Yeah, it is. And she didn't deserve it. Kanika didn't, she didn't deserve it. She went out for a party to have fun that night, just like what, so many other 19-year-olds yeah. do. And she didn't come out of it.
0: And it's not just distrust either. It's it's learning that police are not going to help you. So people can see this case and think, well, people said no, nobody offered to help her. They just said she'll come back in a couple hours and call me if you don't hear from her And the next day. If somebody else needs help or something similar happens, they may look to this case and think, well, the cops are just going to tell me to call them back the next day. So they're Mm -hmm. not going to do anything. They're not going to bother when those first few hours matter a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. And I don't believe, I mean, uh, Teresa was told call, if you haven't heard from her between 10 and 11, I don't know if she placed a second, I don't think she placed a second phone call to them. And that speaks volumes to me that she just thought, fine, I'll just do it myself. Like the police aren't going to help me. So they stayed at the hotel all day until they had the police called on them. So it was probably like, well, they're not going to help me. So let's just get a bunch of people here to find her ourselves. Right. If a family is getting to the point of pulling a fire alarm. Yeah. Like it's well past the time they should have had help finding their daughter.
0: Like, they couldn't have a manager or just somebody go over to them and be like, all right, so what do you guys need? Like, I'll be your contact person. You come find me to deal with this situation.
1: Let me go look at the and security then, footage. Right. It was literally that simple. It no, was security geez. footage. I wonder where
0: the lawsuit, what phase the lawsuit is at the moment.
1: I can't find, I don't know if it was like settled out of court. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think
0: I could see a strong lawsuit for negligence here.
1: Absolutely. I can, too. I, I mean, I got on the website to the hotel. It's still operating fine. But unfortunately, I think that that's not a surprise because we as a society forget when things happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it doesn't deter us from booking rooms in places like this. I mean, look at the <laughs> Cecil Hotel. Look at everything yeah, that's happened in Cecil. And that's still up and going. So unfortunately, I think we just kind of forget. But she shouldn't have died. It's she someone should have oh, found sad. her in the hotel someone should have seen on the footage like this girl needs help we need to go help her
0: yeah you think the security guard would have been like okay this is weird this girl's stumbling like, obviously she needs help
1: let me go get her
0: like she's right. down in I'll the, area, the hotel
1: that she shouldn't be
0: right not that she so if you can be, find somebody on her put her back in her room
1: yeah that part i mean that lower level was open to the public the kitchens weren't
0: no the kitchens weren't. But
1: that was on surveillance photo too or surveillance footage too so yeah i just think all around she was just she was failed and now teresa lost her daughter
0: and then her friends are being accused of killing Mm -hmm. her selling her and all that this is so terrible how they're all being treated
1: headlines after this it was like referring to her as freezer teen and i'm like that's disgusting like she has a name like come on jenkins that's her name
0: like she's not freezer teen She's woman found in Freezer. I mean, She's, if you're gonna do something like that, right. No, Freezer Teen is gross.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all I have. It's well, a bummer I, case. It's not it is a, happy a bummer case, but well, I
0: definitely don't believe in any conspiracy theories, although I do love hearing about conspiracy theories.
1: Get on get on Grey Hughes's I,
0: thing, his channel. Why are people trying to make this huge thing out of I don't know. kind of a tragic but simplistic incident? Trying to make it worse? Yeah. Like, like why are
1: you trying to make it that her friends did this to her, that she was murdered in a horrible, awful, terrifying way? I don't get it. I don't understand it's bad enough as it is. Why do you need to make it worse? People are awful.
0: It's like the Boston Marathon bomber in Reddit, they tell that doxed um someone that they thought was the bomber, and I think he ended up committing suicide later. Oh God. Or no, he had committed suicide before and they were harassing the man's family. Why? And I'm like, that is terrible.
1: So that's all I have about Kanika. Um, to end on a light note, do you want me to talk about my fairy
0: experience really quick? <laughs> on a light note? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I think it will end it on a light note um
0: we need to make it right with them especially you you I definitely did. need to make it right with I them I
1: did I think I made it right so we did my episode on the fairies and I think I made them angry because nothing went right trying to get this episode out um let's see what happened
0: well it cut off mid-recording and yes, so we had to pick the, it back cut up off about 30 seconds later literally like cut which off. was weird
1: weird never happened before trying to edit this thing my computer kept freezing like I had to like shut it down a couple times it kept freezing trying to get everything together that was annoying (laughs) and then (laughs) um I sent it to you and then it it, like sent an email back saying that you needed permission to open it which I had to give permission it's never done that before ever it wasn't (laughs) like it was a super long file I didn't do anything different I just emailed it to you But the biggest thing was when I thought I was dying, I thought I was having a stroke. It was a terrifying thing. As I was editing this, (laughs) I'm editing it. I will admit I did this at work in the morning really quick because I had like 20 minutes to edit. So I did it really quick. But as I'm sitting here editing the rest of this podcast, I'm noticing like something on my, I thought it was on my screen. I thought it was like a glitch on my computer screen where like looked funky. It looked like a I don't know. It just looked funky, like it was like movement. And I'm like, "That's weird. What's happening to my computer screen?" Looked away and then realized, "Oh no! Now I'm seeing it on the wall in my office. (laughs) So something's like going on with my eye." And I just thought, "I don't know." And it kept getting worse and worse. And it was like obstructing my vision. And it was like on the my right eye, like in my periphery. And it was almost like weird colors and like almost like I explained it like crackling, like electricity and colors. And it was engulfing my eye (laughs) I thought I was having a stroke I was terrified like I tried to lay down on the floor and I was like panicking couldn't see right I walked out of my office to one of the guys I work with and he could tell something was wrong he's like are you okay and I was like no because I was gonna have him take me to urgent care and then like snap it was gone all of a sudden Mm. it was just gone freaked me out I think it was an aura. Um, People get them with migraines. Yeah. I have never had one before and I didn't get a migraine after it, but then there are things called ocular migraines that you get that, like you get that thing in your vision and you don't ever have a migraine. And so I think that's what it was. It freaked me out. I told my mom and she's like, oh yeah, I've had one of those too. I talked to my eye doctor. They have no idea why it happens. So I think I made the fairies mad. I think you did too. So I went back to the park where we have our little fairy mound and I left a flower for them (laughs) (laughs) to apologize. And I think I'm okay because last week I was driving from back from Kentucky to Columbus and it was supposed to rain all day. It was like pouring down rain. The whole state was covered in rain and I was dreading driving back in the rain two hours I left my parents' house. It wasn't raining, so I was like, I want to get on the road so I can just get through this. It did not rain until I pulled off the ramp to my apartment <laughs> complex, and then it was a downpour.
0: And I was oh, like, geez. Oh,
1: two hours, I like missed the rain. I don't know how I did it, so I think we're okay. You okay. think the fairies are okay with me you now? You sound so
0: concerned. I think we're okay. It
1: was <laughs> bad. Like All this stuff was happening, and I'm like, what did I do? I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: Because so you made them okay. mad.
1: I didn't mean to. You were making fun of them more than I was.
0: You're the one that took the g- ghost hand off of you or something by the time you s- <laughs> said you felt somebody hold your hand. It scared me. <laughs> Maybe that's the one that you made mad. I shook it because it's I'm scared not rude me. to my spiritual visitors, thank you. Like you are. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made the fairies. I'm glad you're back in their good graces. I offered them something and I apologized. <laughs> I think they accepted your apology. <laughs> Because now all the weird stuff isn't happening and things aren't breaking as much.
1: If they could take care of my neighbors, that would be wonderful.
0: (laughs) I think you need to offer them more than a flower. (laughs) Give them money. Um, Give them money. I'll leave
1: out milk (laughs) and money and I'll go buy some whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. So that's all I've got. Sad story. I hope the family's doing okay. Me too. Me too. I know that's not something that it's never going to be okay. Kanika's gone. It's never going to yeah. be okay for them, but I hope they can, I hope they can get some justice through this lawsuit or maybe that they have got justice through this lawsuit and be able to move forward a little Move forward. I don't think you can ever move on. I no. think you just kind of figure out a new normal. Yeah. And then I hope her mom is healthy. I know she had surgery for breast cancer. I hope she can stay healthy. Me too.
0: And I hope our friends like kind of make their peace a little bit too and don't blame themselves or feel guilty or anything.
1: I know. It's that's why I didn't want to blame them for leaving her at the Yeah. Elevator because it's like I don't think anyone
0: imagines it would lead to something like this. No, you never do. So thanks for bumming me out this weekend.
1: You're welcome. I hope everyone listening could keep an open mind with this and we'll look into this case and you know and can kind of accept the logical in this case? Yeah.
0: To it, me, this is one of the, what the logical reason is yes. that she was just intoxicated severely mm-hmm. and wandered off.
1: Yes. If you are someone who believes these conspiracy theories and can't let it go, maybe ask yourself why.
0: And you can email us your thoughts on this case at darker podcast at gmail.com. We're Darker Side of Life Podcasts on Instagram and DSOL Podcasts on Twitter. Yes. And hope we didn't bum you out too much this week. But in two weeks, I'll try to bum you out if you weren't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's what we do. We just bum out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we just bum people out. Apparently.
1: Well, the last time I need another funny episode, funny one like the fairies. I got cursed. You
0: did get cursed. At least mine just had exploding meat in the air. That one was funny. That one was funny. How you cannot talk about meat showers without laughing. No, you really can't. Meat showers are not serious.
1: <laughs> there's there's nothing serious about a meat shower.
0: <laughs> That's bad. There's my Easter egg. You're I bad. needed one for this episode. I like that one. Or like, Susie, what are you doing now?
1: <laughs> I'll find one.
0: Like when I thought she fell
1: off her cat <laughs> tree. Yeah, that one. That one too. <laughs>
0: I do like. There's nothing serious about a meat shower, though.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if people even know. Okay, so I'm gonna sa- I'm gonna say this because I've 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 wondered this a little bit. I don't know how many people listen to our podcast all the way through our outro song. Yeah, but if you haven't, you need to start doing that (laughs) we have hidden surprises at the end we've we've been doing this for years we have little hidden easter eggs at the end of every outro song like there's two gongs and then we always have something for you guys and i've never heard anybody bring that up so it got me wondering who even pays attention to this but please pay attention because except there is
0: not one on the carol daniels episode though because i know somebody's gonna go back and listen to it because (laughs) it's like the next one and they're like wait
1: what yeah no there might be another one i'm not sure yeah sometimes we just we do usually have one we usually have one so yeah if you haven't done that you should really listen to the very end of the song and <laughs> the two gongs because so-
0: oh yeah okay yeah
1: the two gongs we have the song and then the two gongs hit and then there's a little nugget at the very end of every episode <laughs> which kind of started by accident
0: after our georgia episode it kind of did start by accident didn't it <laughs> <laughs> that was early on. That was really yeah. early on. We, How long have we been doing this podcast? Over two years. Two... Really? That long? I think so. I was still in Florida. It doesn't seem like it's been that long.
1: It was my last year. I think we started my last year when I was in Florida.
0: What number year was that? <laughs> what number year? 2019. Yeah, I left in Wow, 19. Okay.
1: It's like the beginning of 2019 is when we started. And it was
0: like April. So we are we are going on two years then. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it seems so much shorter because we do episodes every two weeks, really.
1: Yeah. Also, we've got some really nice reviews, some five-star reviews. We got yes, a one-star that I'm not going to get mad at somebody for a one-star. But it was for a reason that was a little... It was the gift card reason. They said we talked too long about gift cards for like five I don't minutes. Remember. I think it was an early episode that we did. I do remember yeah. talking about gift cards. If there's something that you don't like in an early episode, keep listening because chances are we get better. And <laughs> I
0: hope we get better.
1: We <laughs> do. Like, it's a learning process. Like, I've listened to early yeah. ones, too, and I'm like, oh, wow, I, we did that. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. So... Like, for a very specific reason like that, to give us a one star, I'm not going to get mad at somebody or call them out, but just listen to other episodes. And if we keep doing it, yes, call us out. (laughs) We don't keep doing it. I feel like we get better and we, I feel like we're really good about starting our stories pretty quickly after we hit record.
0: So I listened to the earlier stories now and I was like, God, I sounded so terrible. I feel like I've got a lot more comfortable. Oh God. I remember
1: our first episode. I felt. Like, I felt like I had to be perfect.
0: I felt so awkward.
1: And now I'm like, I screw up. We'll just cut it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it has gotten easier. And yeah, I have felt a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. with hearing my own voice.
1: Which is not sizzling bacon.
0: It's not. It's, I still think it's I go like back to bacon. my
1: original thought of everyone loves the smell of bacon. Everyone it's loves true. sizzling bacon because it's amazing. Unless you
0: burn yourself on the grease Who cares? It's worth it That's true, it's worth it for bacon bacon.
1: (laughs) Okay, that was a tangent I'm sorry, but please listen
0: to the end of every
1: episode (laughs) Because it's funny
0: And we thank you for listening To this one, guys We thank you for all of your notes And positive feedback and wonderful reviews And we will see you in two weeks Two weeks Bye Bye
1: FBI, listen to us. You'll understand everything.